Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm like literally still sobbing. Like I'm reeling. (laughs) I am not well. Um, I, I just have so, so many thoughts. Um, it, it, it was it was a lot, yeah, a lot. Yeah, we're covering uh, unusual for us. We're covering two episodes here today on Shit Ninety Shows Taught Me of Dawson's Creek, uh, season one, episodes fourteen and fifteen, a two parter. To be or not to be, that is the question. Uh, those are the two episode titles. It's a lot. Like we have reached this point. I've been waiting for us to get here because I knew this was coming. I knew this reveal was coming. Um, I didn't remember how intense these episodes are and just like how angry they they made me honestly like a lot of emotions were felt um and we're we're here to talk about it all we're really excited Uh, so strap in it might be a little bit longer than usual because we're talking about two episodes um plus the crying breaks. plus the crying breaks of course um just to throw it out there up front i assume everybody has watched these episodes and if they haven't that they don't care if they're spoiled on obviously we're going to talk about it but we're like two straight women talking about what is essentially a coming out story obviously we are not the most uh you know knowledgeable or well-equipped to talk about something like this, so that's again just a disclaimer that that is the position that we are coming from. Obviously, we are very open and accepting, um, but just to let you know w- where we are coming from uh, when talking about this uh, this type of story. Yeah, like I'm extremely empathetic, sympathetic, but I can't possibly 
say that I know or understand what Jack is going through in these two episodes. Um, or so, you know, it's going to be like our perspective. Exactly. But, um, I think that it was really, I think it was pretty well done considering this was the 90s. Yes. So we can really get into like the meat and potatoes of how Dawson's Creek handled a story like this. Yeah. Um, so we definitely wanted to put that out there. Um, but I'm really, really happy that we got this um, storyline and surprised because, uh, yeah, like going into this, I was not expecting this at all as you guys know I, I am very unspoiled on Dawson's Creek so this was brand new information for me um, we've been definitely talking about how um, Jack has been since the start of season two and we're like you know give me nothing baby like, yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, like this and I, the funny thing is is I feel like at this point point in the show this is going to be a turning point for Jack as a character and especially how we feel about him because I think we've talked about how he's kind of milk toasty there's not really a ton mm -hmm. going on with him he's kind of boring and bland and the only times we've really liked him is when he's arguing with Dawson um so I think this is certainly going to give us a deeper perspective and he's more three-dimensional now as a character not because yeah. he's labeled as different or whatever but just because he pretty much had a two-part episode nearly entirely dedicated to him which is something we just haven't gotten um and so yeah I'm, yeah I'm really excited to talk about this episode and I completely agree with you I think that like yeah of course there maybe there could be always a little bit more of a delicate touch with this type of topic but considering this is made in the 90s um and we have a lot of different perspectives from different characters on what happens I feel like it's remarkably well done um but we'll we'll get into to all of that anything else you want to say before we dive in because we have a lot of content to cover <laughs> yeah like let's not dilly dally um oh well okay one thing one yeah. thing um so last week we were talking about our who's more honest oh yes yes and we pulled the audience um you it was close it was definitely close but ultimately the audience decided that you were more honest there you go so thanks audience um the funniest thing is that like i 100 percent know that you're more honest <laughs> like i'm not hiding that like i am kind of like the queen of being a, a bullshitter like a professional bullshitter yeah. <laughs> and I, I honestly, I think I'm a little bit more like secretly manipulative. Than yeah, I feel like if I was, I feel like I'm a little bit more brazen, probably uh, a little bit more so obvious. I, I, the only thing is, like, I wish I knew why people like, why do you think I'm not more honest? The people. Why do wait? Why do I think people not think you, you're more you. honest? You know or why do why do? But, well, honestly, both. Like, why do people think that, like, you are not honest? Why do people think that I am not I honest? I think if people don't know you super, super well, you come off as someone who's, like, very open and very... And not that you're not open and nice and all of yeah. those things. But I do think you have, like, a more Slytherin-y side to you that maybe if yeah. people don't know you super well, they wouldn't see that always, right? Like, you would get mm -hmm. upset about something seemingly 
honestly honest reactions to things but there can be a hint of manipulation within that and I feel like if people don't know you super well maybe they wouldn't see that they don't know that why people think I'm not honest I don't know I mean that's what I want to know it it could be anything (laughs) I'm pretty brazen which maybe people would think is seen you know be seen as manipulation I could be very like controlling um so maybe but I feel like it's usually done from a very genuine place um Mm -hmm. but who knows I don't know I don't really mind regardless like my feelings aren't hurt it takes a lot to kind of hurt my feelings so um I think it's funny (laughs) no I thought it was funny too I wasn't my feelings were not hurt um and then one more programming note um we you know we heard from a few people that you know they are interested in us taking episodes chronologically um, and we hear you like it's complicated. Yeah, we we had the discussion. We ultimately agreed with that decision simply because it now that there I think in the beginning it was easier because there were less storylines. It was just a few different couples. We have so many characters now. It does just make sense to take it chronologically. And well, who knows? Maybe we decide we don't like it in the future and we change again. Nothing stopping us. Um, But yeah, so mm-hmm. these two episodes we took notes on chronologically. So that is how we will be um, approaching these episodes. If you listen to our Boy Meets World content, very similar to that um but uh but yeah without further ado let's kick things off uh to be or not to be um we're at dawson's jack has made a tiny town this thing is so freaking impressive like it's really how much time did he take to make this like i think they call it creekside um which is basically dawson's creek (laughs) um yeah but it's it's amazing looking no, it's really, really, really cool. Um, models for TV are just like the coolest thing I remember. So like I was a film major in um, my first year of college before I transferred majors and schools. And I made like um, I was assisting and making like a miniature model mm-hmm. of like a giant tree. Um, and it is really like the coolest experience to work on something like that. Um very under like appreciated as well because it's like you spend so much like yeah blood and energy into some making a model only to eventually have it destroyed when the project is over. Right. And this is the thing I feel like we've heard a lot about Jack um, and his, you know, artistic vision and kind of like his interest in the arts, but we've yet to see anything. And so to be able to yep. see something finally, like show don't tell, right? We finally get to yeah. see the results of um, his artistic talent and it's very impressive, um, amazing and we can see just how appreciative Dawson is of it because he's going to be using this for the overhead skyline shots um, for his film and finally I mean Casey has to leave he has to do homework and Jack wants to say he wants to see the shot being taken and we get this like bonding moment between Dawson and Jack that we just haven't had um yeah Dawson thanks Jack he's even talking about Andy to Jack saying like you know Andy has been so great for Pacey like this was such a nice moment I thought so too I thought that Dawson has been really coming around since um the the boating incident um I think that kind of broke the tension I think that they needed to be at sea to go head to head and you know break some of the tension I also think that Dawson um is very appreciative of Jack helping with his film and spending time. I, I, I don't think that, you know, Dawson's really like that much of a taker. Like, you know, he appreciates when people appreciate 
him in yes. a way, like in his work. So I think the fact that Jack is spending time making this thing, I think it definitely like broke a lot of the attention. Um, I feel like Dawson was like in a spectacular mood these two episodes. Yeah. Like I feel like he was like forgiving. He was giving really great advice. I thought that he was like being a good listener, like loved Dawson these two episodes. Yeah, I appreciated that we didn't always, it's not, we don't always have to have the tension between Jack and Dawson, right? It can diffuse yeah. here. Um, And I really think it's nice that like, uh, you know, Jack is talking about, oh, you know, they're talking about the film and kind of Dawson's talent and all of that. And Jack asks for advice because he has to write a poem for Peterson's class, uh, write about something critical to their being. Um, and Dawson says, like, listen to yourself. Writing is about opening up. And this is kind of like the impetus for what ends up happening with Jack is advice from Dawson. Great advice, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, it's interesting that this is kind of the beginning of the whole episode and how Jack, you know, it's ad- advice from Dawson that I like unlocks something in Jack that allows him to just kind of pour his soul onto yeah, the paper. Be free. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So we're in school uh, and great news for Pacey. He's doing very well. Three B's and two A's. Wonderful. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I mean, Mr. Milo is kind of like he was very strict with Pacey initially yeah. and said, like, you have no future. But like I, Mr. Milo is like not the bad guy here. Like he is finally seeing Pacey's potential and efforts. And, you know, he's good enough to give Pacey props when props are due. And I I think that Pacey loves hearing, like, you know, you're doing a good job. Like, keep at it. Yeah, because we know he doesn't Um, get this at home. So, like, to hear somebody besides Andy, like, saying Mm -hmm. you're worthy, essentially – Um, Yeah. And he like you can tell he really has Andy to think for it because he like gives her this huge like spinning hog. Spin her around. So cute. Yeah. And she's like, what's this for? He's like, just cause. Yeah. Yeah. Jack goes in to kiss Joey, but Joey hates PDA. Same girl. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's like. You know, like, we're not going to, like, kiss in public like you guys. And they're like, we don't care. Like, we're happy in love. Yeah. Um, Dawson asks Jack about, like, building another set for him. And Joey's, like, super appreciative of all of this happening. She enjoys that Jack and Dawson are getting along. And this is when Dawson, I feel like this is kind of, like, not, like, passive aggressive, kind of, like, a shady remark. Like, oh, some people can put petty rivalries to the side. And it's, like, hint, hint, Joey, like, be friendly with Jen, I guess, you know? Yeah, but, like, you know, it's true. Like, you know, he can put it aside. Like, there's no reason for Joey to be so prickly towards Jen, even still. I feel like it's, like, petering out, but... I mean, Joey's prickly with everybody. Yeah, she's just like, she has a little rough around the edges, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. We have an update on Ty and Jen. Apparently, he has called three times, left messages. She's not calling him back. Um, And Ty's like, oh, I thought that you were, like, into me. I don't understand what's going on. Um, He he says, oh, it must have been all that Bible speak that freaked you out. Uh, That's not all I am. I'm not some Bible-banging Forkus McDorkus. <laughs> I'm a Forkus McDorkus. The Forkus McDorkus sure. line 
I've, I I want to use that. Like, I'm not some Forkus McDorkus. <laughs> I don't know why it tickled me so We're going to have to remember that one. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think of this this scene between between Ty and Jen? Um. So, um. okay. So, at this point, I, you know, last episode I had discussed, like, is it really a deal breaker if the main thing is that he's in like really into religion and she is not Um, if like that. And I said, like, if that's like maybe that's not his only main interest. So in at this point in time, I was thinking like, hey, like, let's just be open. Like, you know, I've seen couples that come from different backgrounds come together and work. Of course, it has to be both parties have to be really open. So um, I was thinking at this point in time, like, yeah, like, Jen, like, see what else is up with this guy. Like, why not? He seems really into you. Um, He seems like a relatively nice guy at this point. Um, You know, if he's saying that he's not all religion, then, like, why not give him another shot? Um, Like, why not go on a date with him at this point? At this point, I'm going to try to isolate these two episodes. Right. Um, This episode, I was more pro-Ty because I kind of liked the fact that, like, he wasn't really saying, like, you know, there's more to me than just one thing. And I think, but I think, like... The fact, because we find out here that he goes to three meetings a week. Like, if you do it's anything lot, yeah. three times a week, like, you're very interested in it. Um, and I think yeah. the thing that slightly bothers me about him, and it's super common in teen dramas and rom-coms and, you know, all of the above, is it's like, oh, Ty isn't giving up. He's like, I'm persistent. I don't really care for that trope because if someone says no like it means Mm -hmm. no not bug me a million times until I finally give in and it's very it's treated very lightheartedly in this episode um but it does bother me it is a very common trope and it is annoying like because no I don't want to be chased like if I say no I mean no obviously the it's a little bit different here but just something to note that is something that really bothers me it's it's very common um, I, t- I totally get it. And like Jen said, you know, like, y- you know, um, like most girls right. like the persistence, admire the persistence. But Jen is like, well, that shows how little you know about me. I'm not like most women. Exactly. So, um, you know, I we talked about this last week as well. Like I, you know, like I would be intrigued by somebody you know, trying and being persistent a little, not to a creepy end. Right. Like if you say, you know, it's kind of like if you say no X amount of times, like enough is enough. Right. But um, especially when you're starting to be feeling uncomfortable. But I think at this point, Jen is still like, like she, she's still like flirty with him. She's still flirty, right? Yeah. Like she's still like kind of interested. It's like, oh, well, I'm not most no. girls. Wink, wink. Like it is exactly. treated in that way. It's just exactly. something to me that is a, very much a red flag. Just saying mm-hmm. that for at this point. Yeah, he's not yeah. he's not that bad yet. Um, But but that's kind of the whole Ty and Jen situation. We'll follow that across these two episodes. Um, so we get to Mr. Peterson's class. This guy, like he's bothered me since we first met him, but like, it's really, it's gotten out of control here. Pacey wrote a poem. Yeah. He worked very hard on it, 
But apparently, I, like, penmanship is half the grade? <laughs> what the fuck okay, is well, hold that? On. Like, it's not like this. This wasn't, like, a soliloquy. This thing was an ode to a sports car. So I would be, like, a little bit, like, hesitant about, like, hmm... Like, like this is not no, but like, like at least he's like he's handing in assignments, even if it isn't like even if it isn't yeah. like you know the best poem in the world. He's not like Edgar Allan right. Poe or whatever. But like the guy is going to say that basically Peterson says you can hand it in late and get points for tardiness, or you can hand it hand it now and the best grade you're going to get is a D. Like that's ridiculous. I know. I know that that is ridiculous. Like penmanship should not be like. Like or it should be half the grade. Should not be half the right. grade. Uh, it, it it really doesn't make any sense. If Peterson can't read it, that's one thing. Right. Um. I guess like this was a point in time where there were no you like couldn't like whip out the old typewriter and type your assignment. Right. I think this was um, like kind of in that weird spot where it was like before everybody was like required to like type everything. Um, right. But yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, but it, it is ridiculous that's half the grade. Um, and but I do think that you know, like if you can't read it, that's one thing. <laughs> like I think he's going know. overboard here. But basically, oh he, no, totally. Like Pacey and Jack are having a conversation about it, and as a result, Peterson makes Jack read his poem to the class. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. Yeah, and J- Jack is. Begging Mr. Peterson. Yeah, because they were pro- they were the said that it was just for the teacher's eyes. Like this was not intended yeah. to be a presentation. Um, mm-hmm. But Mr. Peterson makes him read it anyway. Um, right. I have the poem. Do you want me to recite it? I don't know if we need to. I did. I did have it written out. I think that you should. You should okay. read it. Uh, so today, today was a day the world got smaller, darker. I grew more afraid, not of what I am, but of what I could be. I loosen my collar to take a breath. My eyes fade and I see him, the image of perfection. His frame strong, his lips smooth. I keep thinking, what am I so scared of? I wish I could escape the pain, but these thoughts, they invade my head. Bound to my memory, they're like uh, shackles of guilt. God, please set me free, free from the pain and this guilt so that I may face tomorrow, today. Oh, I never actually heard the end of the poem. Yeah, yeah, I found it online. So that's the that's the full poem. Um, and Jack doesn't get through all of it. He he leaves. He's crying and he leaves class. Th- this like as if I already wasn't like really angry at this point. Mister Peterson doesn't even allow Pacey to go check on Jack. It's infuriating. I know. I don't under I don't really understand. Like I guess I understand that like he heard that um Pacey and Jack were talking under their breath about the poem. Right. Um or about how he's being mean and that's like, you know, he like went after Jack because like he was like, Yeah, like, you know, you're not the only one that thinks that he's like a real jackass. Yeah. But why I just I I really don't understand what Mr. Peterson's motivations are for being so cruel. Besides the fact that he's cruel, I think it's I, and I think that that's all. I it think is. it could be as simple as that, and I think it's also what Pacey says later, where Peterson realizes he can't get to Pacey, mm-hmm. but he sees like I don't want to say weakness, but you know what I mean when I say like he sees that yeah. ja- vulnerability. I should say that he sees vulnerabil- mm-hmm. vulnerability in Jack, and he prays on it he's been a teacher right. for too long and he's jaded and he doesn't like kids and so it's just like he takes it out on jack and it's 
horrifying to watch this poor guy Mm -hmm. like bare his soul to a class full of students that he wasn't intending to bare his soul to and then not Mm -hmm. even be able to be consoled by anybody right yeah um exactly so we get joey and she's in the computer lab and um I, I like their speculations of what each other's screen names That was are. very fun. Very 90s. Spielberg stud. <laughs> I guess Spielberg lifted the um, the no contact yeah. <laughs> Spielberg agreement. Stud. They were finally able to see Spielberg yeah. in season two. So they're, they overhear some boys um, yes. nearby that are talking shit, essentially. They talk about how, like, Jack the new kid started crying in class. And then the best part of it, in their opinion, or is that the poem is totally about a guy. Yes. Um, so they're speculating that Jack is gay because he cried about the poem and the poem is about a guy. Um, so this is the start of the rumor uh, about this which is it's definitely a, a like upsetting yeah this is where it all begins joey hears it secondhand um and it's it's quick it's you know it's like wildfire right it's like any rumor in high school it's going to spread quickly um and at the ice house dawson checks in on joey and she's like oh have you talked to jack yet and i mean you tell me what you think about dawson's approach here like is he is he genuinely concerned about Joey or is Joey's, you know, Joey's thinking that this is very like passive aggressive and it's Dawson's attempt to break Joey and Jack up? Like, is there any validity to that statement? I don't I honestly I, I really don't think so. I think that Joey is like really sensitive and she's like suspicious of everybody. I don't really think that the, I think that Dawson. Dawson probably, like, wanted to get the tea. Like, he probably wanted to know, like, oh, like, did you talk to Jack? Like, what does Jack think? But I don't think that his intentions were to come in there and point out flaws in Jack and be like, you know, you know, Jack is definitely X, Y, and Z. Um, You know, I I, I really do think that, and I think that he very much cares for Joey and he's concerned about, like, you know, is Joey okay? How is she handling all of yeah. this? Um, do you think this was a uh, a passive aggressive attempt to uh, do something to their relationship? No, I kind of agree with you. I think like the way I think you just look at the way he approaches it, and it seems vi- very genuine. Like he's he doesn't yeah, even say in- like, innocent. "Oh, you're with a gay guy" or whatever. He says like. <sighs> Have you had a conversation with Jack? Like, you know, I think you probably should. Because here's the thing. Even if it is a joke, even if it is just a big rumor, this is your boyfriend. Like, you should have a conversation with him about this. This is a very, like, serious thing. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, Joey is treating. I think it's, it's one of those things where Joey's trying to pretend it's all a joke because in her mind, she's, like, very nervous about it and and scared. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, interesting scene between the two of them where we're in this really weird state where, you know, they've had conversations about missing each other and then this happens and it's just kind of like throws Joey's world into a tizzy, basically. Yeah, I I mean, absolutely. And like, I I think like the biggest thing and that I'm getting from Joey from the very beginning is that, you know, if there wasn't 
a little bit of doubt in her mind, then she wouldn't be like questioning Dawson. She wouldn't be like, you know, I, I and when I say doubt, it's like for me, it is the fact and we see this, I guess, more so in the second episode is that they haven't gotten past a certain point in their relationship. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of questions as to why, like what's happening? Why is like, why have they not progressed? Yeah. So um, I think that typically she would ignore like frivolous rumors if she wasn't a tiny little inkling was doubting what they have together. Exactly. Um, so we are, are at, um, we are at the McPhee residence. Andy and Pacey are studying. Uh, Jack is leaving to help close up the ice house. And Pacey realizes like, wow, Andy, like you've been very like frosty to Jack and Andy. And this is like probably the most upset we're going to, <laughs> we've been with Andy thus far. I'm just assuming you feel similarly to me, um, that like Andy basically blames, blames uh jack for writing the poem she says that you know he's always marched to the beat of a different drummer um but he should have known better than to you know be like open himself up and be vulnerable in front of peterson she basically blames jack for causing even more disruption in the mcphee household than necessary yeah yeah okay Andy, like you open yourself to Abby every other episode. Exactly. To, You're the one who run for class president. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is infuriating from Andy in this episode. I really, really, really hated this from her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she... She is, you know, she's very much just focusing on her picture perfect image. I need to be perfect. Our family has to be perfect. It's already in shambles. I can't have any more eyes on us. She's only thinking about herself in this situation. She doesn't, she's not thinking about what Jack's feeling. She doesn't, you know, she's not thinking about how this is affecting him. All she cares about is her picture perfect image. Of the perfect girl. And it's it's really annoying. Um, Pacey is a woke god. And he's like, yeah. you know, he's like, no, like, I feel like there's something like deeper going on. Like, you should talk to him about the poem. Maybe it's not misinterpreted. Yeah. And Andy's like, he's not gay. He's not gay. He's talked to girls his entire life. He's very into Joey. He hates Madonna. It's like, okay. So we're going to like stereotype stereotypes yeah. into this, Andy. OK, um, fine. So, yeah. And it's um, Pacey basically asks, like, how well, how would you feel if he was gay? You know, what if the rumors are true? What if he actually is gay? And Andy mm-hmm. says, you know, I would be disappointed. Um, and this upsets Pacey. And you know what? I'm so happy that this is how they they chose to portray this story because Mm -hmm. and and again this is I'm just going to praise the show for like a hot second and say to have the character that is the most accepting of Jack right out the gate straight out the gate isn't his female sister um it is a male person who isn't even related to him like it's just great to see that it's not that stereotype and that it's mm-hmm. like you have a sensitive, empathetic character willing to accept him right away in Pacey. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pacey is just like 
oh, he he really is like so great in this episode, um, standing up for what he believes mm-hmm. in. And I do appreciate the fact that it's a straight white male that is the first person to you know support him not even question it be like you know this is you know you would expect that from Jen Jen is the perfect character to be like the stereotypical like person that you know the girl from the city that's like has a more liberal view exactly you'd expect her to be okay with it you wouldn't expect not the son not the son of the cop yeah Uh, you know what I mean it it really is I think it's like it's well done that they decided to go that route. And somebody that's like, you know, he's like friendly with Jack, but you're right. Like, they're not like best No, friends. he just they realizes have... like, that's wrong. Yeah. Like, the way you're looking yep. at Jack, that's wrong. And I think that it's yeah. really nice to see it. I mean, we are we are so early on in, you know what I mean? We're in the 90s. Like, this is not mm-hmm. 2021. Um, you know, this is a time where you know, the real world was on and they put people in the house. They put one person in who's black and another person in who's racist because they want to see what will happen. Like, right. this is that time that we're living in. And so I, I just I loved this. It made me so I mean, as as much as it disappointed me to see Andy's reaction, uh, she she turns around in the end and, and we'll get there. Um, But to have Pacey straight out the gate be like, very upset with Andy for her her viewpoint mm-hmm. on this her very very wrong yeah. viewpoint on this was really great yeah and you know yeah exactly Andy's getting defensive you know she th- this is starts to be like a real like rift between yeah. them because you know Andy Pacey knows that you know she's just thinking about herself in the situation yeah. um and it's frustrating for him yeah. yep um, so we're back to the tie in Jen of it all. Uh, he keeps calling Jen. Um, he's, he wants to hang out. She keeps saying no. She keeps hanging up. He calls, he calls, he calls. She says no again. Um, and finally, finally, she breaks down and agrees to go out with him. Be here at 10. The fuck? 10 is the start of your date? 10 is so late. For a teenager? Yes. I don't want to go out at 10. I, don't, I mean, I certainly don't want to go out at 10, but my God. Yeah, whenever we go out at 10, I'm like, mm, don't want to do that. Even when I was in my early 20s, not 10 o'clock. No. It's, Pick me up at 7.30. Exactly. And I'm like, what the hell does Grams have to say about this? Like, damn. Uh, nothing, because it's Thai, so. Yeah, oh, that's true. She's like, oh, they must be yeah. going to just a super late church service. Um, yeah, midnight service. <laughs> uh, so we're we're back at the um, the ice house, and Bessie is noticing that Jack has been super quiet. She tells Joey to talk to him, and Joey says like, "Oh, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it." If Bessie, what did, what do you think of Bessie's advice to say, "Long day, huh?" Bessie gives the worst <laughs> advice always. <laughs> I would not listen to Bessie if you paid me. Yeah. Um, like. I understand. It's like, you know, you know, throw a softball to start the conversation yeah. to open it up. But like Bessie, like, girl, like you're you're a mess always. You never you never give good advice. Yeah. No, it's truly atrocious advice. Uh, Joey ends up saying it anyway. And Jack is like, do you have anything you want to ask me? Like, because it's like such a weird thing for her to say. And I mean, I I don't know. I don't really know how to feel about this scene. Like, on one hand. Joey has the right to ask this question because they're dating. So, like, mm-hmm. she should want an explanation. She should want to know what he was thinking when he wrote the poem. Is there 
something more behind the poem than what it says. Um, and it's like, I, if I'm Joey, I want to know, you know, like I would want the answer to that question. I don't know what the best approach is. I don't know that this is the best approach. Um, but yeah, it's, I feel like it's, it's her, it's her right as his girlfriend to, if it's some stranger, of course they have no business, but this is Joey. This is someone he's dating. Um, and Mm -hmm. he hasn't offered a reason why he wrote the poem, you know? Right. Yeah. He's kind of doing his typical Jack thing, like not addressing any issues, keeping it to himself, you know, keep chugging along, you know, put your head down, do your work, go on with your life. So, um, but no, he needs to, I mean, for my opinion, I feel like obviously Joey's never, never has the most delicate approach. She, people skills are not her number one skill yeah. in life. <laughs> Um, so I don't think that Joey has the mental capacity to, you know, to address the situation with, you know, kid gloves or yeah, she just whatever doesn't it have is. Very much tact, not very eloquent. <laughs> so, yeah, like she kind of just like goes out and says, like, you know, you're we're dating. You should tell me if there's anything about this. Like, why did you write a poem about a guy? Why did it make you cry? I felt like she was being a little insensitive. Um, yeah. A little brash. Um, and, you know, he denies everything. He's like just saying that, like, you know, he wrote the poem. Could have been about his brother. Could have been about any guy could have been about him there's nothing gay about it he doesn't know why he cried but you know it hit a nerve and there's just been a lot of stuff going on in his life between his family and his brother's death and he's like just i like who are you to be like believing these rumors that you're hearing that's very unlike you joey yeah he turns it around on her he says you know i adore you if i was going to write a love poem it would be about you um yeah and here's the thing like it makes sense what he does say. Like, his brother died. If he's writing a poem and it's about a man, like, okay, mm-hmm. that that does track. Um, yeah, when I was, when I, my first watch of the episode and he started talking about the poem and I didn't, like, read it word for word yet and he started crying, I assumed that it was about his brother at yeah. first. Yeah, I mean, of course, I think, I think most people would, right? Like, he's been through a very traumatic thing in his life. Um, yeah. two men in his life aren't there anymore. It would, it yeah. would track. It would make sense. Um, but something yeah. in in like Jack's face kind of tells you that there that's not true. You know, there's something more going on. Um, back to Ty and Jen's date. Ty orders martinis. Uh, the fuck? Where yeah, the fuck is he? He's like a speakeasy regular. Yeah, it's like a jazz club. Yes. Um, yeah. So Jen's like you know very bemused by like the fact that he is like. Um, you know, a Bible guy during the day and like a speakeasy guy at night and he's not like squeaky clean and, you know, they have a good time. I think that like this is like Jen's very intrigued by this. This is probably this probably reminds her a little bit about her her life back in New York. Did you did you know that she's from New York? (laughs) I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Um, she only says it a million times. They so they dance. They look like they're having a great time. Um, we're in school the next day. Jack's poem is hanging up everywhere. This is 
so fucked it's, up. It, but it's it's so believable that this would happen in high school. Like it's yeah. like th- this who, kind of shit does happen in high school. But who got access to the poem? Is like oh, Mr. Peterson, Peterson probably fucking it? handed that shit out. Like he's a dick. He's a dick. So yeah, Pacey and Andy are cleaning it up. Um, and we're back at Mr. Peterson's class, and this is just insane to me. I don't. I really. I don't understand. I don't understand this. Like he. He asks Jack to read the poem again because, you know, if you want a completed grade, then you have to complete reading the poem. That was it's not like, the assignment. The actual yeah, fuck. It's, it's awful. It's cruel. It is just inhumane what he is doing to Jack. And Pacey, I mean, rightfully so, will not stand for it. He yeah. basically says, like, I'll read the poem for him. He starts reading and Peterson is yelling at him, screaming at him to stop. He's sending Pacey to the principal's office. Pacey calls Peterson a bitter old man. Um, and Peterson said, you know, he's going to fail Pacey. He calls Pacey a failure and he's destined to always be a failure. Teaching you is like spitting in the face of the educational system. And this is when Pacey spits on Peterson's face. Like such an intense scene, such an intense moment. Um, mm-hmm. like, I don't really blame Pacey at all. Like, yeah, spitting was probably a bridge, bridge too far. Every, but like, literally Peterson is being so, so cruel to Jack. He's going to fail yeah. Pacey for seemingly no reason. Like, just because he doesn't like Pacey. Like, Pacey's mm-hmm. doing the work. He should pass the class. Um, yep. I don't really blame Pacey, like, in my opinion, Pacey probably sees this guy as an extension of his father. Like, oh, absolutely. His father tells him yep. he's going to fail. He thinks he's a failure. He treats him like shit. And he's basically like you you imagine that Pacey has kind of built up this tougher exterior as a result of years and years and years of emotional abuse from his father. And poor Jack doesn't have that hard exterior. And Pacey mm-hmm. recognizes that and is and sees Jack as like a younger version of himself and stands up for him. Yeah. You know, I I really yeah. Peterson deserved more than a fucking spit in the face. <laughs> uh, very well, very well said, Jessica. Um, I, I I mean, spitting in the face. I feel like even Pacey knows that he went a step yeah. too far with that. Yeah. You should not be spitting. Um, your at your teachers I feel like it's definitely I mean he knows that it's wrong but I think that you're right I think that that is exactly how Pacey is feeling um and the my only issue with this and I guess like this is kind of to Andy's point later in the episode is this was already a volatile situation and all these eyes were on Pacey and Jack and by Pacey standing up, reading the poem, making this a bigger deal, escalating the situation. I feel like it did put more eyes on the situation and oh, definitely yeah. made it more dramatic and like more of a spectacle than it had. Yeah, to be. I think I it's totally it's hard. agree. I, was yeah, just I totally agree. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I totally agree that Pacey should have stood up for Jack in this moment, but it just became a giant spectacle now. And I feel like there, it was more dramatics than it had to be. And now it's now it's was already talked about. And now it's even more of a thing. Yeah. I think it's hard to know what Jack wants in this situation. Like does Jack, 
is Jack happy in the moment that Pacey's standing up for him or does he feel like you're saying like it's more more eyes on the situation and he's more embarrassed or whatever um mm-hmm. we know that I mean in my head Pacey yes of course he's doing this for Jack but he's also doing it for himself for the younger version of himself that didn't stand up mm-hmm. to his dad you know what I mean he's doing it for the go- the kid that threw off in the dark game because he was afraid that his dad was gonna like lay into him um yeah so yeah and it's we now see Pacey's in the guidance uh the guidance counselor's office at least I mean it doesn't really go very far but Milo is kind of like on his side he says the teacher is also at fault um Mm -hmm. Pacey's threatened with suspension uh Milo wants to have a conversation with Jack about this and uh this is when we kind of realize that Jack probably didn't appreciate Pacey's help as much as Pacey would have thought um, right, yeah. He said that he didn't need a hero. And basically, Pacey has a hero complex. Yeah. He wants to, you know, save people. And, you know, he does not want to be saved. And he should have kept his nose out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't think Jack is necessarily wrong. I think you were you were right in saying, like, yeah, he, he did this for Jack. He also did it for himself. I mean, we've seen him do it with Andy, where he wants to, to save her, to help her. Um, because and I think it's kind of like his way of returning the favor. He feels like she saved mm-hmm. him and now he wants to do the same. Um, but not everybody yeah. wants saving, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's important for Jack to know that somebody's on his side. But I don't know. Like the whole reading the poem. I don't feel like the poem should have been read again. Like I yeah. feel like I don't know. Maybe I would have like I mean I would like eat in the poem. <laughs> Throwing out the poem, ripped out the poem. Like, you know, I know again, like there's like 500 500 poems all over the school. We could have gotten another copy of the poem. But like, I'm totally on Pacey's side. I so appreciate that, you know, somebody stood up for Jack. But I I do feel like this whole thing became a spectacle. But I think that Pacey's emotions got really, really into it. Like, his judgment was clouded. He was thinking... I think I really think that you hit the nail on the head talking to little Pacey. Little Pacey did not have a voice. Yeah. Adult Pacey or teenager. Pacey yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough call. Um, But we're back. Back with Ty and Jen. Honestly, I don't really even care about the Ty and Jen stuff because it's so minuscule. Oh, OK, but, so basically there's a party later. You want to come to a party? Yeah. And Jen basically says, like, oh, he's hypocritical. Party now. Confess later. Uh. It's like, okay. I don't really understand what partying has anything to do with Christian values, but it's, it, you know Well, what I, mean? I think it's basically the general premise of like, I think he's Catholic. Uh, at least that's what I, from what I gather, oh, he's. Con- confessions, excuse me. No, 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 it's fine. It's, it's more yeah. of like, um, with Catholicism, you're kind of like always sinning. Like a lot of things that you do are sins. And so it's kind of like like underage drinking, certainly a sin. Staying out too late, a sin. Like there's so many sins that you could fall into the trap um, of mm-hmm. that like, you know, his philosophy is like, oh, I'll just do this now and then go to confession later. And Jen thinks it's kind of hypocritical. Um, okay. I don't disagree. Fair enough, I guess. Um, but yeah, so but moving on from them, because again, such a small storyline um, uh, back in school. Um, Andy is asking Pacey if he's going to apologize and he he says no he, he doesn't he doesn't want to apologize he doesn't think he did anything wrong um, and Andy is like you you spit in his face like I think she kind of understands why 
he did what he did, but at the same point in time, she thinks it's a bridge too far, too. Um, and Dawson, I don't know. I kind of like Dawson's approach here. He's silent. He doesn't really say anything. He waits for Pacey to kind of say, like, you know, I'm aware of what the consequences mm -hmm. will be. And I think Dawson's like, dude, as long as you're, like, good with that, you know, I, I'm yeah. by your side. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, he's like, you know... You can do what you want to do, but you have to think about all of your options and all of your consequences. Like the path you choose is going to affect you. Yeah. Um, and so Jack is showing Joey that like when he met with Mr. Milo, he was given pamphlets. Um, very 90s. There's a pamphlet for everything. Yes. Um, Andy is focused on Pacey's grades and, you know, it's like it's going to destroy all the hard work you've done and you're going to be back to square one. And it's like, Andy, it's not all about academics. It's not all about grades. Yeah. Still very frustrating from Andy. Um, you know, it, it's just that she's just way too focused on things that like don't matter. I think that like this is. But I do appreciate having her as a character and having her viewpoint heard, even though it's incorrect. Because, like, as a teenager, you're you don't really like Pacey's views are very mature for the mm -hmm. age that he's at. Whereas Andy, like, she's so solely focused. She has blinders on. She is so focused on yeah. doing everything the right way, doing everything correctly mm -hmm. so that she is on her path to college mm -hmm. and beyond and and whatever. And so she thinks that everybody thinks in like this very myopic viewpoint of like, you know, uh, you have to apologize because you need good grades and you need good grades to get into college and, and on and on and on. Yeah. Whereas Pacey yeah. is more looking at the morals of it, right? Like you taught me right. to believe in myself and my instincts and what he did was wrong. I know it. He was wrong. And so I think that's like, it's just totally, two totally different viewpoints. But I still like that even though we we disagree with Andy and we know that she's wrong and she comes around in the end, that like it's still nice to kind of have that. Because there are, like I was, I feel like I was like that. Um, mm -hmm. I certainly was way too focused on grades and school and doing mm -hmm. well. And I don't know, I haven't been in this situation, but like, you know, maybe I would have felt similarly like, oh my gosh, you have to apologize. So you're going to get suspended. That's huge. We're in the grand yeah. scheme of life. Is a suspension all that huge? Not, not really. <laughs> no, a suspension is not that exactly. big a deal. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like totally like a social advocate, but there was definitely times where I felt like there were situations that, in primarily in college, that I felt like were not um, just, and I didn't have a problem fighting back with professors and speaking up for the good of the people. Um, yeah. So maybe I'm like more of a Pacey. You I mean, I, I certainly think you are. I think it's like as I've gotten older, I've matured and I wouldn't like I wouldn't be afraid necessarily as much as maybe I would have been previously mm -hmm. to stand up for something that I believe is is wrong and incorrect. Um, but Andy's still young, immature, uh, naive in a lot of ways as well. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of understand why she thinks the way she does, even if I don't think it's mm -hmm. correct. Um, right. Yeah. But we see a fairly just awful, awful word written on Jack's locker. Mm -hmm. Um, the F word for being gay. People don't say it anymore because it's not fucking acceptable to say that word. Um, it's on his locker. Uh, uh how the fuck did someone get away with this? It's, it's awful. Um, 
Yeah, spray painted it's, on. It's fucking terrible. Jack, I mean, he just, he sucks it up. He goes over to his locker. He opens it up in front of everybody. Everybody's just watching him. Um, and Joey, and we know Joey's not into PDA. We learned that earlier this episode. And she, she's upset. She goes up and she's like, just kiss me. And they kiss very passionately in front of everybody as a way to say, you know, like, fuck you. He's not gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As evidenced by our makeout session. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really really bad. It's really awful to watch. Yeah, um, it it it, it was definitely upsetting. Um, I, you know, it it's it is what it is. I guess. Um, I think it's not like a surprise that I was not a fan of this of this episode. It was hard. It was yeah. really really hard to get through. I think it's like it's it's one of those things where like it brings up a lot of like emotions and a lot of people and it's like I think that I really enjoyed the episodes for like what they did, not necessarily mm-hmm. how angry they they truly made me. Um yeah. yeah, it's it's awful. No one should have to justify their sexuality to anybody. Um and to feel like you have to do that for a fucking audience is truly horrifying. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're back at the McPhee residence. Um, Andy is, you know, realizes that giving Jack the cold shoulder is wrong. She apologizes for being unfair. He's so forgiving. Yeah. And, you know, so much so for a point where Andy's just like, I, I wish that you weren't so nice. Like, I wish that you would just put up a little bit more of a fight. And um, she admits that, like, you know, her first thought when this happened was resentment. Like, she... Like, didn't want another scandal in the family. They didn't, she didn't want something else to deal with, um, especially when she s- felt like things were just starting to get calm. Um, she loves Jack, but he, she just wants, like, life to be normal. Yeah. Here's the thing as much as I really, I mean, I love this scene at the end, and, you know, I, I kind of forgive Andy. If Jack forgives her, you know, I can forgive her too. Um, this is a very real reaction, I think. Like, I mean, how common must this be for family members of people who are coming out um, to be like, oh, great. Now we have to deal with all the gossip and all the drama of it Um, when your Mm -hmm. first reaction really should be support. Um, That's not always the case. And I just yeah, this was a very real scene, in my opinion. And I did love the Andy saying she read the poem. It was really beautiful. She doesn't care if he's gay or not. Um because whoever wrote the poem is just as scared as I am. And she says she loves him. He's not alone. And they hug. And this was like, okay, you know what? I forgive Andy <laughs> very quickly. Just because I thought this was so beautiful. Like this scene between yeah. them. Um, they don't really have their parents. And so they really do have to rely on one another. And I feel like, right. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have Pacey's support from, you know, for Jack. But he needs his sister's support here, I think, to to really feel comfortable. And I think that, like, it was just, it was really nice to see this moment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Andy's not a bad person. She just gets very much in her head about, um, about looks, about how, like, her family and she are perceived to other people. Yeah. And when you get over that, it's like... She she just wants Jack to be happy and she wants them to be to support each other. So 
Yeah. It is what it, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, she just has a very, like, she's optics oriented, right? Um, but this, this was a nice yeah, moment. Probably her, her worst quality, but yeah, I think it's, it's great to show, um, you know, a character's flaws. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? We can't have everybody being perfect all the time. Exactly. Um, right. So we see Joss, Joey running to Dawson's. Jawson. <laughs> um. Jawson. Love, love that Joey is still running. Yeah, always running. She always be running. Um, Loves to run. <laughs> she she apologizes to him for yesterday. Uh, she's like, you know what? I, it's been really wild. I'm, I'm sorry. I overreacted. Um, but she thinks maybe Dawson is right. Uh, that, you know, Jack had a bunch of valid excuses, but they just don't seem to make sense. Um, and Dawson says, you know, it's an elephant in the room. You have to be honest. Go hunt an elephant. <laughs> what a, what, yeah. a, what so, a piece of advice. Yeah. So, like, Dawson gives excellent advice. Like, he says that the one thing that he's learned in last year is that honesty is um, the most important thing in a relationship. I personally absolutely agree. Yeah. And if you want to have something with Jack, if you want to save what you have, and he says, and I believe it's worth saving. I do want to note that yeah. you got to be honest. So um, he tells her to go and talk to Jack. And I'm very proud of Dawson in this moment. You can tell that it's hard for Dawson to give this advice, but he knows, you know, this is the best advice he can possibly give his friend. And I think I'm so proud of Dawson. He's come so far from last season. Um, the I I just think it's it's very big of him. Um, yeah. I'm sure we're going to be very 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 frustrated with Dawson in seasons to oh, come. Oh, I'm sure. But I do think that you know this definitely makes me like the season. Make me like Dawson more. Yes, yeah, season um, two Dawson has really been pretty great overall like he hasn't been yep. as self uh self-interested self-obsessed yep. as he was yep. and I think like knowing how like his feelings for Joey and the fact that he can kind of put that aside for someone who's going through it both mm -hmm. Joey and Jack um is really nice to see I agree I yeah. think like this was a great and, episode yeah. for Dawson and I think it took like a realistic period of time for him to get to that point too. yeah of course so, yeah a lot of creek yeah. weeks. Um, <laughs> Lots of creek weeks. Pacey. Pacey's back at the principal. Um, you know, he's, you know, Dawson's there to support him. He's not sure, like, still not sure if he should apologize. You know, Dawson's like, I'm not there. I can't judge the situation. Um, but he says that, you know, if he does not apologize, he would never be ashamed of Pacey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I love this. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, I just... I think it's great. I think that Dawson's advice is what a friend's advice should be. Like, I think that, like, yeah, friends are there to give you the hard advice when maybe you don't want to hear it. But I also think, like, friends are there for support. Like, you should yes. be there to support your friend, whether exactly. or not you necessarily mm -hmm. agree with that agree. decision. And I agree. especially in this situation where it's not a matter of, like, PC's being a fucking asshole and doing something really, really awful. It's he's standing up for what he believes in and is going to face the consequences. Exactly. Um, he just wants somebody present. And I think this is a great, him. like, um, when we talked about in Uncharted Waters, like, uh, Dawson sees Pacey's relationship for his father for what it truly is kind of for the first time. And mm -hmm. he says, you know, I'm proud of you. And I, I love that this episode follows after that 
and he's 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 holding up to that you know that agreement that promise to be there yeah. for Pacey I love that I think like yeah. it's kind of a small thread but it, it it does follow through um yeah Jocelyn's being a really great friend yeah. finally I know finally we waited took, long enough <laughs> took so Pacey goes in he has a big monologue um I have the monologue if you want me to recite it yeah but yeah, whatever you want to do if you want to summarize it if you want to recite it it's, okay. it is it's great so he apologizes he knows that um he's wrong for spitting in the face but you know every single day like he's not apologetic for his intention because every single day the people tell him where to go what like they can eat where to go like what classes to go to and they never question it they're just doing what they're told right. um and the fact is is that you know um and and they do this because they're afraid to go against the grain but you know he says um it's hard to summarize things no it's fine <laughs> you you're right it's like we never question it. We're afraid to do anything outside of what you say. Um, but what happened was not right. Right. Yeah. Um, so he says, that I'm not afraid to tell you what happened in the classroom yesterday was not right. To make a student cry, to embarrass him, to strip him of his dignity in front of the entire class is not right. And while I respect this system, I don't respect men like you, Mr. Peterson. I don't and I can't and I'll never will not after what you did. So ultimately, Pacey apologizes for crossing the line, spitting in the face, but ultimately he doesn't respect Mr. Yeah. Peterson and he can't apologize for standing up for what he believes is what's right. In my opinion, this should be enough. This should be I apology. I feel like this is... And this is an apology like to be fair in my opinion all he needed to apologize for was the spitting is spitting and he face. did yeah and like mm-hmm. I feel like the teachers just like only heard what they wanted to hear and the fact that he said he didn't respect Mr. Peterson was like oh well great you're still suspended it's like no he's standing up against toxic masculinity which is what Mr. Peterson is he's fucking he, he's the epitome of toxic masculinity and it's like this is stemming from Pacey's childhood and I think he's finally getting his chance to take a stand against Mr. Peterson who I think he really envisions as like his father and it's like it's very annoying to me that this did not you know this wasn't sufficient enough for him to not get suspended um we know he gets he gets suspended because we find out when he's on the docks uh with Andy mm-hmm. and he's upset with her and I, I don't really blame him for being upset with her Right, because we have Dawson who, you know, he's a little bit more Switzerland than like Andy is, yeah. but he's still like if he was in the position, he probably would have apologized. Um and ultimately Dawson was just there for Pacey. He was physically there. And sometimes that's all you need. Right. Like all you need is like sometimes all you need if you're going through a situation is just to turn around and see a person that you care about is just there you don't have to say anything you don't have to do anything it's just the physical presence and I feel like Andy could have done that oh she 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 could have done way more than she did fit yeah she could have been at the bare bones minimum physically there for Pacey yeah even if she didn't believe in him even if she thought that he did it for not the right reasons or whatever Andy feels she could have been there like yeah 
And, you know, she says that, like, he he he's like, you weren't there to support me. You weren't there to support your brother. Um, you know, it's just like not right. And she's like, well, I apologized to him and I was going to apologize to you. But now I'm like, why bother? And this was frustrating. Like to me, Andy sh- still should have apologized to Pacey. Like just because he's upset with you. How does that negate the like uh, mm-hmm. need for an apology here? Um, she basically says, oh, well, Jack is innocent in all of this. You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew what the repercussions would be. Um, and but what she didn't realize was that Pacey basically blamed himself. He felt very responsible right. um, for what happened to Jack and uh, in the first place. And she he never told her that. But in my opinion, he didn't need to. He shouldn't have had to. Um, and. Yeah, and Pacey basically calls her out on it and says, you just wanted me to clean up the mess. Like, you didn't care if I was okay. You didn't care. You just wanted it all cleaned up and neat and organized like you want your life to be. Yeah, she wants everything, every hardship in her life swept under the rug. She can't directly handle issues. Like, she... She has to just pretend, you know, almost like Jack, pretend like it doesn't exist. But she's even worse because she's so in denial about, like, how she handles hardships in her life. Um, You know, I don't blame her. Like, it is tough. But and she feels the need for everything to be picture perfect. But, you know, it's just not that you have to, you know, directly, like, deal with stuff head on. Um. So she she softened up a little bit about this. Like she didn't know that he felt responsible. Um, you know, he decides like, you know what? I j- I want to go home. She's like, "Can I come with you?" and he's like, uh, no. No, yeah, you're not coming." He needs not invited. He needs time alone now. Um, I don't blame mm-hmm. him. He needs time to think. Um, so we're we're back at the ice house. Uh Joey asks Jack directly if he's gay. She she rambles on for a while. Um, he says no, he isn't. She's super relieved. They kiss. Um, but while we see Joey's face looks very relieved, Jack looks very troubled. Um, and that's kind of how mm-hmm. we leave the the to be continued. Uh, it ends it ends there. Um, yeah. So we're kind of left this episode, and this is really why we we really felt strongly about doing the two episodes together. together because like leaving it here. I mean, I know what happens, but you wouldn't have. And so ending no. it here would have been like kind of confusing to even attempt to talk about the episode. Right. So I, I ended this episode and I'm sure this is how some people probably felt at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, playing it live, not knowing what's happening next. Um, I felt very, very uneasy. I felt weary talking about this. I like coming off from this episode before I watched the second I, I didn't know what Dawson's Creek was trying to say. I didn't like how they dealt with a lot of these things. I didn't like seeing the stuff from Andy. Um, and I, I honestly, I didn't feel great leaving this episode. I was thinking like, you know, when we eventually do our rankings, like this would probably be at the very, very bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, at my second watch, with having the context of episode 15, yeah. that is the question with it, I found it um more bearable to be honest with you like i but in my first watch i had a very very hard time i reached out to you um and you know i heard a lot of people hyping this episode up like i'm really excited that you're about to talk about this and coming off of this i was like 
but why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think why, why without the like, context of like the second episode, the second it's episode. really hard because you're like you're left questioning like, well, what is his sexuality? Like, what's going on? It kind of leaves it, yeah. you know, in the gray. Um, whereas yeah. I think on the second watch, once you have the context of of what actually his feelings are. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing that I really like about the show is that, like, there's no question that regardless of Jack's sexuality, we are intended to hate Mr. Peterson. The show wants yeah. us to hate him, and we do. <laughs> like, it definitely mm-hmm. at least got us to that point that regardless of what's yeah. going on with Jack, what he did was still not right in any sense. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I just want to, you know, thank the people that reached out to us and made the suggestion that we should probably do it yes. in one episode these two parts um eric and tom and you know we ultimately did the poll and like the poll the poll people like it was very overwhelmingly like you should do it together Uh, episodes one um 14 and 15 together parts one and two together so i appreciate like all the feedback um i think that's one of like my favorite parts is like hearing what you guys think what we should do so um and we totally agreed um, it was at that point, so it's like it was days in between my on uh, my watch of episode fourteen and fifteen, um, and I, I'm very very relieved that we're covering both yes. together. So, um, since you're still with us, grab a snick snack, Patty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get ready for and this ad break here. That is definitely going in right between the two episodes. <laughs> Yeah, can we do that? Is that possible? Oh, I'm definitely going to put it right here. Yeah, this is where it's going to go. Perfect. Um, so we will be back uh, covering Season 2, Episode 15, after this quick ad break. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, and we are back to talk season two, episode 15. That is the question. Um, Dawson's bringing Pacey his homework uh, because Pacey's been hanging out at Dawson's all week. He's wanting to avoid his dad. Um, Yeah, he hasn't been home once. Crazy. Um, And uh, Dawson basically asks, you know, how things, how are things going? Uh, Yeah, apparently Pacey hasn't spoken with Andy. They're, They're at an impasse here. Um, it's a long time, a whole week when you're terrible. dating somebody. That's a whole a, week. That's a long time. Yeah, like in teenage land, that's like a, it's like a know, month. Actually, you know, in like any relationship, that's a whole week. I've never really gone a whole week without talking to my significant no, other. that's wild. Should give it a go. <laughs> um, uh, and this is where I kind of disagree with Pacey's advice, or excuse me, Dawson's advice. He says, you know, just apologize. Um, and Pacey's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to. I stood up for what I believed in. I'm right. I mean, like, I feel like Dawson just is in a world where he wants people to, like, you know, get along, yeah. 
get the girl back. Um, you know, the issue is that Andy is blaming Pacey because um, because she she thinks that he's responsible. Pacey thinks that Andy's being short sighted, selfish, and insensitive. Uh, those are some you know some big words. Yeah. Like if you think that of your significant other, I feel like they're definitely like taken down a notch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think we we kind of we spoke before. We agree with Pacey here. Um, yeah. So we're uh, we're back in school. Ty and Jen are kissing. Um, Dawson sees it, and Jen says it's a stupid junior high uh, crush. And Jen invites Dawson on an excursion. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we, we, is it? Are we going to like look at some starfish at the ocean? <laughs> Go hiking in Tulum. Um, yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, we'll we'll get more on that later. Um, Joey hands Jack her purse while she's like getting stuff out of her locker, and of course, because we're in high school and toxic masculinity is a thing, people make fun of him for it. And Joey is just frustrated that like she thought this was squashed. It's, yeah, like you typically in Cape Side High, a week is. You know, plenty of time for other scandals to come about. Typically, this would not be, you know, still a thing. But right. I guess for whatever reason, we're still on this. And Jack's at the point where he's like taking a little, making a little light. Like he's just like, whatever. Like he's like, what do we have to do? Like, you know, make love out on the green or like, yeah. you know, have like some party. Um, And, you know, she I think he's just trying to just bury it bury it and like try to not not make this a thing like he still thinks that this is gonna eventually go away yeah yeah it's he's trying to just like joke it off um but joey's stressed and dawson notices it um yeah at this point i think like you know joey is getting like very fatigued by all yeah yeah because she's it's like really affecting her yeah she doesn't really know know what to do um, and Dawson invites her to the club that Ty has, um, and she has plans with Jack to study, um, but Dawson says, you know, they should have fun. He says, oh, you know, plan something romantic, uh, with Jack. Again, like, okay, Dawson. Good advice. You know, good yep. job being mature about this whole thing. Um, yeah, great advice. She, he says, you know, plan something romantic, do something fun with, with Jack, you know, just like, fuck. Fuck the haters, basically. Yeah, fuck the haters. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, we're back in freaking Peterson's class. Pacey's returned, um, and he's he hands in all four assignments. Of course, he got an F on his poetry assignment, and Peterson says, it stunk. Like, seriously? Oh, he's a fucking worst. Yeah, he's like, okay, so you're not even going to give me, like, any critiques on how I can write better? And he's like, no, because from now on, my grades are subjective. If I don't like something for my own personal reasons, then so it so it is. You know, if you're a good reader or, or a good writer, um, then, then you'll keep yeah. up. But, you know, otherwise, you know, you're just going to have to deal with my grading yeah. process. He's a fucking asshole. He's the worst. Everybody knows yeah. it. I. Yeah, well, literally everyone in the class knows it because all the very, very loud sighs and groans (laughs) from, like, the peanut gallery was hilarious to me. Like, there was definitely, like, one person that was like, I need to make sure I'm heard. Yeah, isn't there, like, how is there not, like, a petition going around to, like, get Peterson fired petition, you know? I know, I know. It's it's ridiculous. So at lunch, you know, he's just, like, 
Pasty's just like, you know what? The system is being set up so I fail. Like, even though I've been trying so hard, um, you know, he can't drop the class, which was actually a thought that ran through my head. Like, can you transfer? Yeah, it's probably too late in the semester. It's too late in the semester. He is screwed. He sees Andy's eating alone, and he feels even more screwed because he knows that, you know, they're not resolved. Dawson's like, go talk to her. And he's being stubborn. He's like, well, she can come to me. Yeah, they're both being Um, very stubborn here. Even though we agree that Pacey's in the right, I still feel like even if you're in the wrong, like attempt amends, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. just try to make it better um, because you never know if you open that door, the person might walk through, you know. Um, But that's not, of course, what happened. Pacey goes over. Uh, They're they're kind of awkward together. Uh, He says, you judged and abandoned me when I needed you the most. And both of them thinks that the other one should apologize. It doesn't go well. Um, Right. Yeah. I mean, they're acting exactly the same with one another. They're both being stubborn. They're both, like, not listening to what the other one's feeling. They both expect the other one to apologize. It's, It's a rough situation when, you know, two people kind of bat their... Their horns at one another. Yeah. Two Tauruses. Yeah. Two buttering giants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not going well. Um, meanwhile, no. Joey's telling Jack about the romantic dinner. He's all excited about it. We know it's not going to work out because um, Jack and Andy both have a meeting with Mr. Milo. Turns out that their father, Mr. McPhee, is there. Um, Crazy. Yeah, Andy's very excited to see him, but Jack, uh, yeah. not so much. <laughs> So, um, just to confirm, they have not seen their dad since they moved to Dawson's Creek. Not to our knowledge, no. I assume he, he might have been there to, to like visit. set things up, but I don't think he's yeah. been back since, no. There's no FaceTime. Right. We assume that Andy speaks to her dad on the phone, but probably once a week. Yeah, we assume that she at least somewhat means contact with him, um, especially because like with his mom, her mom's care, like she probably needs to be in contact mm-hmm. with him. But um, yeah. yeah, so she they, they hug. She's excited to see him more on that later. Um, meanwhile, Joey's prepping dinner, but Jack has to cancel um, because Mr. Milo told Jack's dad everything about that, everything that's gone on. And now they have to go to like a family dinner. Oh, a family dinner Ugh. sounds sounds dreadful. Yeah. So, um, so Joey's disappointed, but she understands, and she calls up Dawson and takes him up on the offer to go to uh, Ty's club. Yeah, and this makes sense. Like she wants to like get her mind off of things. Um, so why not do something fun? Um, because mm-hmm. otherwise she's just gonna sit home and stress. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're at the club. Um, they're, so it's Ty, Jen, Dawson, and Joey. Um, Just a weird everybody, bunch, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the entire wait staff, like, knows Ty. He has his regular orders. Um, Dawson and Joey are such squares. Yeah. Like, why don't you want to have martinis? Like, why do you want to drink a Coke? To be fair, like, I don't like martinis. Martinis are fucking disgusting. But they could have, if they don't want the regular, then yeah. they can have They can at least get, want. like, a captain and coke, yeah. you know? Yeah, I love how Jen, like, just scoffs at them and thinks that they're, like, super fucking lame for, like, just having a coke. Yeah. Have you heard? I'm from so, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I have Manhattans all the time because Manhattan is, is in, in New York. Oh, my God. Did you know that? I feel like... Um, like, I feel like the people at Dawson's Creek would be, like, those people who are like, 
I'm going to get a sex on the beach because I'm edgy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, no. Malibu. Malibu's all the way. Long Island iced teas. Woo. You want to get iced? Oh, God. Uh, like, that is a thing that I'm so happy I missed because yeah. I can't do malt beverages. And, yeah. like, I know Will got iced when he we had to go to that wedding and he was a groomsman. And, like, that was a whole big thing. It was, like, the the groom, like, hid Smirnoff ices in places uh, that people would in find. In 2021. I know. I know. I, but whatever. It happened. He got so woke up. He got iced, iced like yeah. this very week. recently. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Go off. So we're at the club and Ty starts playing piano. Jen um, says he has issues. And Joey says he's perfect for you. <laughs> this was so funny. This is the Joey that we know and yes. love. Um, and, but I also like how Jen is like, thanks so much. Yeah, I thought that was cute. And I also love how Dawson recognizes that he's sitting between two women who dumped him. Oh, so meta. He's like, we're just hanging out. I like how Dawson's like, I'm pathetic. Yeah, he says he's pathetic. Jen says she's dating a hypocrite Bible thumper. And Joey says she might be dating a gay guy. And they all order the usual. The usual. Oh, so they did drink, did they, they? I think they got them like at the end of the scene. But like they obviously didn't get drunk. Um, So they must have just had like one each. I don't understand why Joey's such a square. I think she has more. I mean, in my opinion... Like, a Dawson probably could, should, whatever, get drunk. But Joey's probably like, well, I'm going to have to talk to Jack later. So maybe she wants to be, mm. like, you know, have a sober sure. mind for that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I also, Ty, Ty's now a piano player at the jazz Fucking club. Ty. Like, what is going on? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> I, we don't know. He. We don't, we don't no. know what, what his deal yeah. is. Um, so Pacey is at the library and he's looking for books on the code of conduct. Yes. Uh, bylaws for every public job in the county and t- including teaching guidelines. We love so, this. Um, he has 20 minutes to figure this one out. But yeah. he's up to something. I love this. I love the like, okay, you want me to play by the rules? Fine. I'll play by your fucking rules. Like, mm, you're breaking yeah. your rules. Um, yep. Love this. Uh, pulling a real Andy McPhee here. Um, speaking of the McPhees, uh, we are at dinner with them. Uh, Andy's updating her dad on everything. She made honor roll. Um, but meanwhile, like, her dad is completely consumed by, like, what's going on with Jack. Um, he wants information. Yeah. This disrupted his life. Are you fucking kidding me? Ugh. Bro, I'm sorry that your children's well-being disrupted your fucking picture-perfect life. Yeah. <sighs> this is, this was uh, anger-inducing. I, I really, really hated this. Um, and it, it's just like, what do you what do you even t- to say to that? It's like, I'm, I'm sorry for going through stuff yeah. that like ha- like a quarter of my problems is that you abandoned yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, this is all your fault. Like you started this whole game of disrupting people's lives. Um, he asks Jack if he's gay and Jack answers, would you care? Uh, and he says, yes, I would. Not because he gives a shit about Jack, but because, quote unquote, this family has enough problems. Yeah, this is kind of where Andy gets her mindset that, you know, image is everything. And I think that like this moment, I mean, it happens more later, but I think this moment Andy's like, oh, like shit, like that's it's kind of like a revelation, you know? 
Yeah, it's probably looking in a mirror. Like, how does that sound, Andy? Like, yeah. how does it sound? It doesn't sound good. It. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to be like that. You want to be better than him. Yeah. You want to be better than this. Yeah. And uh, their dad says, you don't have Tim to hide behind anymore. Um, he wants this to be resolved. Like, ugh, ugh, he's the worst. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. We'll get into more yeah. with, uh, with the dad soon, though. Right. And, like, the dad, of course, is extremely dismissive of anything Andy says, you know, like, you, this is not between you and me. Yeah. Like, you know, and we hear more of this as well. So we're back at the club. We have, uh, Joey and Dawson dancing. They're happy to be there. Um, she asks what Dawson thinks. Like, do you think that Jack is gay? And Dawson's like, well, I've thought about it a few times, but you know him much better than I do. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting because Do- then Joey says, oh, well, I can't read his eyes like I can read yours. Um, mm-hmm. And they have this moment and Dawson's like, well, what are they saying right now? Uh, and she says, your eyes are saying how comfortable it is as friends. She definitely like, I don't want to say cock blocks because that's not the right word, but she like definitely friend zones him in this moment of like, right, you know, because she could say like, oh, your eyes are saying I'm beautiful or your eyes are saying like how much you miss me or whatever. But she's the one who says, you know, oh, we're just friends. I, exactly. And like Dawson just has to has to agree. Yes. Like there's nothing that he can really he can really say otherwise. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have Ty and Jen watching them dance. And Ty is like, I don't get it. Like, they make such a great couple. And I'm like, okay, interesting. And then it goes all to hell because he uses a derogatory term towards Jack. And they get into a argument. Jen, you know, he basically says, like, Jack, there's no doubt in his mind that Jack is gay um if it you know does the whole duck thing we're speaking in ducks oh i hate that yeah oh oh and yep. it quacks like a duck blah 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 um and he thinks it's a choice he says everything is a choice nobody has to quack mm-hmm. if they don't want to and jen unsurprisingly is very like that is so fucked up and i can't believe you think that way yeah rightfully so um, kind of just, we were just kind of waiting for this moment to happen. At least in my mind, I was waiting for Ty to pull the rug out from underneath Jen when she's having a great time with him. Turns out to be a fucking asshole. Um, she just, she has a knack for attracting assholes, I guess. Uh, this guy fucking sucks. Don't like this. Not at all. Loved that Jen stood up for him. She barely knows Jack, um, but it's the right thing mm-hmm. to do. Um, so I did love that from, uh, from Jen. I do, too, especially when it wasn't like she was in front of anybody. It yeah. was just a personal conversation between two people and she had no problem. Yeah. You know, voicing her opinion exactly. on why Ty is very, very wrong. Yep. Um, we are back at the McPhee's. Jack is bouncing a ball against the wall. Annie comes in. She says he shouldn't have said those things Um, in that, you know, and then she says... He hasn't had it easy either, like, about their father. And it's like, okay, well, he's the one who chose to leave. Like, basically, Jack says, you know, it's not as bad as it is here. And Andy is the one who says she wants him to come home. Like, wild. So So for me at this point, Andy has a, you know, 
a unrealistic vision of what their life can become. She sees her dad coming home as a relief because she thinks that there is a small or in her mind, it's probably a very large possibility in reality, a extremely minuscule person, uh, uh, you know, possibility that their life can at least maybe go back to a little bit of normalcy. Right. She thinks now that he's home, he's going to save them from all the issues that right. has been going on. And she thinks that if they just prove to her dad, their dad, that they're good kids, that they're lovable, that they um, love him and that they're trying hard and everything's okay. then maybe their dad will stay. And there's no way Jack knows the reality. Like this is once again a very like, you know, naive view on what the reality is. But coming from Andy, she still has hope that like their life can get back to normal. She's not fully um, accepted that like, their life is not going to be normal right. anymore. Right, because Tim it's died. Changed. When Tim died, their dad abandoned them. He's not coming back. He's gone. Um, and so Jack says he can't beg for his approval anymore. And this is, I love this line from Jack, because I think a lot of kids grow up thinking their parents know everything. They should respect mm-hmm. their parents. But you know what? Sometimes people just do the wrong things. Everybody, everybody can do the wrong thing. Parents aren't immune from making poor decisions um, or being bad people. Uh, And Jack asks, did you ever stop to wonder if you're proud of him? Like Andy is so obsessed with making her father proud of her. She never stopped to Mm -hmm. think like, do I appreciate and am I proud of him? And the answer is no. Like, no, not with what he's done, how he's acted. Um, Yeah. Great moment from from Jack. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that you you don't normally think about because it's like, you know, you just expect your parents to do the right thing all the time, that they're always in the right. Um, you can always look up to them, yeah. but it, it it becomes like you start becoming an adult when you realize that your parents are just people, right. just normal people like you. Right. Um, we're back at Jen's house. Graham loves Ty, um, of course. Uh, he asks if she's upset and uh, she asks, you know, how can you think it's wrong? He says, I said it was a choice. Um, It's in the Bible that it's wrong. Uh, Yeah. One day I have to answer to the big man and so will Jack. And I, oh, I love this. I love when Graham butts in Um, because she, we, we kind of expect her to take Ty's side from what we know of her, right? Like she's religious. She's very conservative. Um, But she says, if Jack is gay, he does not need your judgment. What he needs is love and tolerance. He must feel scared and alone. And I have in my notes, fuck yes, Grams. <laughs> I I mean, I really, I stand Grams. Like, I thought this was really, really incredible. Um, I loved the fact that, like, she doesn't see it as black and white. Like, my, my favorite part of this is that, um, yeah, like, if anything... Like what he needs from you and everybody else in this world is love and tolerance. If anything, that boy must feel scared and alone. He will need the understanding of his fellow man to help him through this. Um, and and I I really appreciated this from Grams, and it was yeah. it was surprising in a way, 
um, but also very much appreciated. This is so I, I really bagged on Grams a lot. Um, you know, season one and a little bit this season. Just I, I don't like how she judges Jen all the time and just kind of her actions. Some of her actions really drive me crazy. She pushes religion on Jen too much. Um, but this moment, I mean, I was really impressed. I think that like the fact that she realizes like you know what he doesn't need your fucking judgment bro like that's enough like he needs tolerance and that isn't something that's always uh synonymous with the with the church's teachings and so i i appreciate this from grams um i love this moment and i think we we just have more from what i remember we have more uh wonderful grams moments to come especially this with being the kind of the catalyst uh for it mm-hmm. um we are back at joey's dawson has walked her home um and uh joey asks dawson if she's sexual uh she mm-hmm. thinks that maybe she's safe and that's why jack chose her um but dawson says she's extremely sexual um that's kind of a weird conversation <laughs> well yeah like but like you know it's not even, not only your looks it's your wit intelligence feistiness yeah. you're blossoming blah blah, yeah. blah blah uh once again i think that this has to do with the fact that joey they have their relationship hasn't progressed they haven't had sex yet right. yeah he doesn't try stuff with her you know very often um so they they kiss it seems but you know it hasn't like They've been like together for a while right. and I think that like she's feeling like, well, maybe it's me. Like maybe I'm not yeah. the sexy one. And I one. think this is all just stemming from Joey's existing insecurities. Like she yes. wasn't Dawson's yep. first choice. Jen was. Jen, the rebel from New York. Um, mm-hmm. She sees herself as like as Joey, little Joey P- Potter, you know, awkward, uh, never somebody who guys ever looked at. Um, right. You know, she just never saw herself in that way. Um, so I think it's all yeah. just stemming from that same place. Um, yeah. So, yeah, J- Dawson says, I don't think the question is why Jack chose you. I think it's why you chose Jack. And, like, mic drop. He just leaves. Yeah. He doesn't even, like, Boom. <laughs> finish the conversation. Um, we see Pacey handing um, the principal a booklet of uh, documentation uh, that is that proves that Mr. Peterson is in violation of the teacher bylaws. He has 20 testimonies from students and has scheduled a school board meeting on Tuesday. Um, and the, the principal's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like suspend him? And it's like, well, you know what? I'm sorry to go behind your back, but you're not taking action. So I'm taking action. Love this. Fight the fucking system. Fight the power, Pacey. He tried to mm-hmm. do things the through these channels, right? He attempted to. Nothing happened. He's going above her head. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. Back at the McPhee residence, uh, their dad is leaving. He's giving Andy nurse companies for their mom. Um, he's telling Andy not to get emotional. I already hate that. Um, and Jack says, you know, don't bother coming back. Uh, and... You know, his the their dad just like freaks out. He's he says, uh, he tells Jack to calm down. But Jack Jack says, you know what? I'm not gonna calm down. I will not be quiet. Ask me again. Ask me if I'm gay. And his dad says, You're not, you know, you're not gay. And he says, Yes, I am. You know it. Uh I, I you know, the way you treated me and the way you treated Tim, he was the real son. 
And Andy starts consoling Jack. Like, this is a very, very emotional scene. Very emotional scene. Um, yeah. He tells them, like, repeatedly, like, the father, he just keeps yelling at them to stop crying. And Andy finally, like, I think she finally, that flip switches yeah. in her head. I th- I, yeah. Yeah, this is the point. Yeah. So she stands up to her dad and says, like, you have to leave. It's time for you to go. Um, you know, it's not just between you and Jack anymore. Like, I'm in this too and you have to listen to me like you're not welcome yeah here. She, she tells him leave get out of here um i love this i think it took a long time to get here but i think she needed to see how her father treats jack to truly understand like wow he is a shitty person and mm-hmm. i need to stand up for my brother my brother needs me more than i need my father's approval um yeah yeah great moment for andy great moment for i jack. think it's a yeah, I think it's a really, really special moment between these two characters of Jack and Andy. Um, I I really appreciate them as siblings, um, especially like a, you know, brother sister relationship. I think it's unique to television. Um, and like they ultimately like they just have each other. Like yeah. that's what they have. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. They they don't have true parents to guide them. Um, so they need each other. Um so uh, we're back on the school campus. Uh, Jack says he needs to see Joey tonight. Um, uh, Jack looks really, really worried. Uh, no Peterson today. Um, but Pacey sees him in the classroom. And he's packing a box. Mm-hmm. He's leaving. He was going to retire in six months anyway. Um, uh-huh. And right. this is weird because Pacey, like, basically, Peterson doesn't want to have to go sit in front of a school board. He's just going to leave. Um, and Pacey apologizes, which is, I, I kind of see why, but it's, I don't know. It's weird. Well, yeah. So uh, essentially what I gathered from this whole interaction is that, um, Pacey always feels shitty and responsible that he ruins everything. And although he knows he does the right thing, he feels as though, like, even though he did the right thing, he still ruined somebody's life he's still like messed with something and I I think that he feels like especially when he's like um you know he's like like when the Mr. Peterson is like do you you know should I respect you is getting me fired considered compassionate and I feel it's like it's just like a little like stab in the heart like where he's just like you know, I thought that I did the right thing. I still affected somebody's life. I'm like, maybe he still feels like he's like a fuck up. I don't yeah. know. Um, but Pacey says that he's learned that respect isn't commanded through fear. It's earned through compassion. Um, Very so good. So I think yeah. he like basically he's like, I don't regret what I did. Like, I'm sorry that this is a result, but I don't regret what I did. Yeah. Um, love yeah. this. Fuck you, Peterson. See you never. you never hopefully i mean hopefully it's not like a samara situation where he like comes back he's like hey i'm here to be a jerk off today um yeah so we're uh we're at jen's house ty comes in peace hoping for redemption uh and jen says it's not gonna work out there are too many differences um ty asks why they can't disagree teach me show me a different way here's the thing that's not jen's job dude like, go yeah. fucking educate yourself. If there's anything right. we've learned in the past year, it is your fucking responsibility as a privileged white man 
to teach your fucking self. It is not on other people to teach you how to be a morally sound, compassionate human being. Like, I, do, I can't stand right. this. Right. Um, and then on top of that, it's like, well, if I'm open minded, then why can't you be open minded? Like if I'm willing to, you know, hear you yeah. out, like, you know, can't you hear me out? And she's like, you know, you're charming. He's she calls him charming. And it's like it's left off. It's like, mm, yeah, I'm guessing this is not the last that we see of Ty. I don't know if this is, uh, you know, if Ty needs like human boot camp or something like, yeah. I think and, it's like just, we're going to spend more time with it's him. It's a different time period where like he's supposed to be seen as like, oh, being open to learn. And it's like, but you're closed minded. Like, that's what's going on. It's not my right, job to yeah. fucking teach you and fix you. Um, well, I mean, Je- Jen probably would like yeah, to fix somebody. Yeah, for sure. She she doesn't mind a project. No. So <laughs> she likes a work maybe in progress. That's gonna, yeah, maybe that's what we're going to see yeah. in the next few episodes. <laughs> Um, we're back on the school campus. Andy and Pacey reconnect. They both want to apologize. They argue about who needs to apologize. Um, yeah. I love this. Stubborn still. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think they're both great. I think like, you know, Andy agrees. Like I molded you into a person I thought you should be. I, I think that's spot on. I think that like Pacey is who he is, Andy. And like that's the reason you fell in love with him. And you yeah. shouldn't try to change him in a way that's like not who he is. You know, right. For me, my favorite part of the scene was the fact that she acknowledges the fact that like in a relationship, she doesn't need a knight in shining armor. Yeah. She needs a partner, somebody that like can work through her issues with mm-hmm. her and her but love her throughout her faults. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, I think that um, once again, I feel like in my past, instead of looking for a partner, I was looking for someone to save me from my shit. Yeah. And once again, it's one of the biggest gifts um, of becoming an adult and a more established person to realize that like what you need in life is your equal and not somebody to fix right all the hurt that you've been through. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love this. I like that they they did make up at the end. I feel like the episode wouldn't have felt quite as finished if they hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're we're at Joey's for dinner. Uh, Jack is early. She's not done prepping yet. Um, and, uh, he tells Joey he's gay. He comes out to her. Um, he said when he wrote the poem, something clicked inside of him. It's been quiet for a long time. Um, he can't stand the thought of losing Joey, but he doesn't want to hurt her. And, uh, she thanks Jack for, for being honest. Um, really great scene. I feel like both from both sides. Um, Mm. you know, I thought it was okay, actually. Like, I, I don't feel like Joey lets people talk. Interesting. Like, so you don't feel like she gave him the space to like fully like yeah, open up about it? Like, yeah. Like I feel like, she, you know, he was stumbling over his words as he does. Like I feel like Jack needs a lot of patience because yeah. he can't spit out what he wants to say. And I feel like Joey was like trying to put words in his mouth. Like, what are you? Establish what you are. Like, tell me. Yeah. And I think that ultimately, like, as, you know, I do think sexuality is fluid and I think that we're trying to put Jack in a box. And I think that I don't know if Jack really knows what's going on with him. Like, I think that obviously he does have feelings for men and is attracted to men. But I I don't know. 
I feel as though his attraction and his love for Joey was real as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't also in the I 90s, don't, like it's one of those things mm-hmm. where you're gay or you're not like I feel like bisexuality yeah. certainly wasn't talked about that well, much she says, either. She says the words that she says, are you and this felt icky part gay, which I think that this is yeah. what he was saying. Like, are you bi? Yeah. Um, and and honestly, like maybe for me airing on the side of like pansexual like he fell in love with Joey or he likes Joey for the person that she is but yes it's the 90s it's very black and white I didn't feel very comfortable with the fact that she was like establish what you are and he's like well then if it has to be A or it has to be B then I guess I'm I'm gay like I think that like this would have been seen in the 90s this would have been seen as being open whereas like if you compared it to now of course, like mm-hmm. a more delicate touch would probably be expected. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. agree with you. Like, I don't li- I don't like the term part gay either. I don't think most people would no. appreciate I think that. she was trying to be funny. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be yeah. humorous. But um, I mean, I guess like my biggest question is, is that like, so we're going to end this relationship here. I'm assuming that this is the end of Jack and Joey as a couple. And we're left with feeling like, you know, Joey is probably left feeling like in a way that I kind of like hate the thought of that she thinks that she has been led on because I don't and I don't think that Jack necessarily led her on at all. I feel as though that he really did have feelings for her. Yeah. But I think like in this, we get the proof of that when he says like, I don't want to hurt you. You know, I really care about you. I don't want to lose you. I think he just like, he's exploring his sexuality and it doesn't necessarily negate his feelings towards her. Yeah. But like, this feels like it's a breakup. Oh, I've, I definitely agree with that. I don't think it's not a breakup. I think that like she's confused because in her mind, he's always been gay. And therefore, how could he have feelings for me? Well, that's what I just don't. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, no, I get that. Yeah. I think that it's just a. I think it's more a product of the times. But who, who knows? Right. Like I've never been in that situation. How would it feel if you had a significant other that came out to you? Because then if they if they tell you it's different if they say they're bisexual or pansexual or you know any of those other ones right but if they specifically say I'm gay you know in Joey's mind how does that work how can you be sexually attracted to well me? yeah I mean like I feel like that's why she's so upset like she goes in she crawls in, back to Dawson yeah. into his room cries in his arms on his bed I think that that's what she's thinking like she's thinking that she like you know got let on she's feeling like she never like he never really liked her which I just don't think I'm just saying I guess my point is is that like I wish I can tell Joey like hey Joey that's not true I think he did have love for you I think that he did like you like I I don't think that it was all a lie no no definitely not um but yeah well I'm curious to see how this how this goes forward because this is kind of where the episode ends we have Joey going to cry to Dawson and uh, Jack returns home to Andy and, you know, they hug. Um, so yeah. we'll be interested to see where we go from here. Um, mm-hmm. Very heavy, heavy two episodes. Um, if you made it all the way through to, <laughs> to this point in the podcast, we appreciate you. Take care of yourself. Um, these are this is tough. Like this is heavy, heavy stuff. 
a um, lot of moral questions uh, in here. Um, yeah. But shall we get to feedback? Did we get any feedback on this, uh, on these two episodes? We did. We got a good amount of feedback. Right. Yeah. Um, so our first email is from our friend Tom Palmer. Um, so Tom writes, welcome to one of the high watermarks of Dawson's Creek. Jack's whole storyline, which is obviously very personal to Kevin Williams, who himself is gay, was a landmark event for the WB and pretty revolutionary for network TV at the time. In the middle of the 90s, where being gay wasn't really addressed or was the punchline to a joke on TV, here was a main character, even though Jack wasn't in the credits yet, coming out of the closet and having to face the consequences. I also thought this two-parter was a great study of Pacey. My read on Pacey is that he has a really strong gaydar, possibly because his of his brother Doug, which is interesting because we've talked about that before. Um, yeah, quite the shift one. in uh, in perspective. Right. Well, oh, very much true. The way that he like you know used it as a talks joke to Doug. Yeah, used it as a joke, but also like. My speculation was like last season that maybe there was some truth in what he was saying with Doug. I don't we, really we'll see. know. We, we haven't, haven't seen yeah, Doug. We haven't there. Where's Doug? Where's Doug? Um, also, he's always kind of knew Jack was gay. Um, part of why I think he was so against the plan to set up Jack and Jen back in the dance episode earlier this season. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so when he hears hmm. Jack start to read the poem, he instantly knew what it meant. And unfortunately, what he had done, at least in my mind, by baiting Peterson to go after Jack. And he spent the rest of the two-parter bucking the system to try to make up for it. Part of why a lot of fans start calling this show Pacey's Pond was because it was Pacey, rather than Dawson, who had the hero complex and is trying to help his friends out of trouble, even if it costs him. Poor Joey does the best she can to be supportive of Jack, even though she sees him herself um, is going through a lot of confusing emotions with the realization that she's been dating someone that's gay. And based on Jack breaking up with her, the show makes it pretty clear that he's gay rather than bi. Um, she might not have been leading the revolt like Pacey was, but her actions in supporting gay, even when um, while dating, dealing with her own heartbreak, was just a, as heroic, in my opinion. And finally, this two-parter gave us an amazing Graham speech about tolerance. Yo. Dawson's Creek was on the WB the same time as Seventh Heaven. So I think it's fair to assume the network probably saw some crossover between the audiences and wanted to depict a version of Christianity that was tolerant rather than just Ty's form of bigoted um, thoughts. I also think Graham's speech serves as a giant lesson to those same Christian audiences to hopefully try and open up some of their minds about gay people. Anyway, sorry for the long essay. It was such a huge event for the series, and I've been holding some of these thoughts for a while. Thanks, Tom. That was great. That was really great. I really appreciate that. I think that it's so interesting what you brought up about um, Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Seventh Heaven. I've seen it. Um, yeah, it's very because uh, the the dad is like a reverend, so it's like very mm-hmm. tied to religion. Um, right. So I think it's interesting to put. Um, to you know have like the foresight to have um a a, a different view yeah. as what seventh heaven would have shown to show that like there's different 
there's such a spectrum in Christianity. It's not just one thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really important and very interesting. And everything that you said about Pacey is very interesting. I I don't. I have to like sit on and think if I thought that Pacey's known since the beginning. I'm not quite positive if I, I have yeah. seen that. I don't think so. I like I said before. I really felt like it was stemming from a place of like recognizing that this has happened to him, and so he's sticking up. For like a younger mm-hmm. version of himself that he sees in yeah. Jack, but I could be yeah. wrong. I think that that's the great thing about these this show in particular and shows in general, where two people can watch the same mm-hmm. thing and have different interpretations of yeah. it. Um, so I really appreciate um that so much, Tom. And and once again, you were one of the people that input that we should put these two together so that we can mm-hmm. talk about the storyline fully. And I really appreciate all of your feedback. Um, next up, we have an email from our friend Dirtbag Kelly, who, by the way, um, let me know that this was released on February 10th and 17th of 1999. Thank you very, very much. Um, so, um, since it was two episodes and it's kind of deep subject matter, I didn't usually write, I didn't do my full thoughts, but this is what his interpretation was. So, the cat is finally out of the bag. We finally know Jack's big secret. That, well, we know... Um, we, we we didn't know about the secret until this episode. Um, but it's pretty well known that Kerr Smith, Jack, didn't find this out about Jack till he got the script or shot the scene. Hmm. Also, everyone besides Jack, Pacey, and Jen, also shout out to Graham, sucked this episode one way or another. Andy redeemed herself by the end, but not... Great showing by the Creek Creeps. So, um, Kelly has a couple of questions. I get that Pacey's going to get some suspended, uh, going to get suspended for Mr. Peterson, but how does Mr. Um, oh, how does the principal not fire Mr. Peterson? I don't know. I was questioning this as well. I feel like, it, you know, he should have gotten in trouble for this, but she really did not. The principal did not feel that phase uh, no. by what Mr. Peterson I think it's, was doing. Honestly, it's a different time now. Right. Like, I think that, like, teachers could get away with a lot more um, back in the day. Uh, but I agree. He definitely should have been fired. Yeah. Um, and then um, Kelly also wants us to talk about, like, we talked about um, about the our interpretation of the final scene between Peterson and Pacey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he Kelly doesn't really know what it's meant to accomplish between the two of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Peterson was still nasty to the very end to Pacey. Yeah. And I don't think like and I, I still don't understand his reasoning why he was such a bad teacher. He's besides just the fact that he's just like a just a bad guy. Yeah. It's like there's not much of a redeeming factor. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was happy to get one more like you know, one take one more shot at Pacey. Yeah. Be like, you know, this is once again, this is kind of what he heard from his dad. Like you are going to have very few great moments in your life. So enjoy this one moment. Um, You know, his dad said so much about like, you know, catching the big fish. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just like so many people, so many adults are, you know, do such a disservice to Pacey. Like he's being constantly shown that he's like not as great as he is. And I think that it's just like really, but you know, it's good to see Pacey like hold his own until the very end. Mm -hmm. But 
this is, you know, it's long lasting effects. If you keep her being told that you're shit, then you're just going to believe yeah. it. Yep. Um, Kelly hopes I wasn't disappointed in the episode. Um, the poem is a very memorable Dawson's Creek moment. Mm-hmm. I was not disappointed. Um, I think that I, if I did not watch, if we just discussed episode 14, I think I would have, ref- like, this conversation would have gone very differently. I don't think I would have enjoyed yeah. talking about this. Um, but I think that the fact that we watched um, these two parters together, I feel like um, I can respect the entire story as a yeah. whole. Yeah, I agree. Um, and we have an email from Linda. 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 Hey, Siren Jess, when you guys were doing your character rankings a couple of weeks ago, I feel like I had a feeling Jack might start doing some climbing soon. Up until this point, his character almost felt two-dimensional. He really didn't have much of a personality or a story arc. He was Andy's brother, Joey's boyfriend, and Dawson's rival. Now we finally get to start knowing Jack and who he is as his own person. Uh, Kerr finally gets a chance to bring it, and bring it, he does. So um, I want to slightly talk on this for just a moment. I got very emotional Thinking the fact that we kept saying Jack doesn't have a personality. Jack is, you know, not interesting. And it's it kind of made me sad because like I was just thinking like Jack doesn't have a personality because he can't show his true personality because he can't be himself because he's keeping the secret inside. And I I just got so sad thinking about it. It's like he couldn't be himself. He couldn't be joyous. He couldn't. Like, let himself yeah. be well, because he was holding on to this giant secret. Yeah, I agree with that. But I will say also, like, it is also show don't tell, right? Like, even without the huge moments he had in these past two episodes and his coming out story and kind of all of that and the, the trauma with his father, like, we even in the first scene, when we get to see what he's built, what he's created, that's that cityscape, right? Like, the miniature mm-hmm. cityscape. To me... That was like one of Jack's best moments and it had nothing to do with his sexuality. Like we just didn't get to see who he fully was. Like they didn't right, flesh him yeah. out as a character very well. So we didn't care about him. And in my opinion, it's not really our fault necessarily. It's the show didn't give us anything to care about with him. And then they, you know, hit us over the head with this two-parter mm-hmm. where it's mainly focused on Jack and his coming out story and the struggles and, the you know, the heartbreak, heartbreak and the, the you know, the hardship and all of that. And now we, now we do care. And I, I see where you're, you just, you feel guilty because we didn't give him any credit, but the show didn't, it's not like I feel no, 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 like, it's not like I feel guilty. It's more so on a like character level of like, Jack was wearing a mask because he was hiding this aspect of himself. And now that the mask is off, then his true self can be shown. And we're going to I'm assuming we're going to start really liking Jack. He's going to be he's going to have more interesting things about like his character, more interesting storylines. And it's more so of like it just speaks on like how people who are in the closet 
probably feel like they're hiding behind a mask or who they really are because they can't let their true self out. And when that relief is lifted and they can finally be who they want to be in the universe, I it's like their personality can flourish. So in a like metaphysical level, we're going to see Jack flourish now. And I, I find it sad that like in a way, and I don't even know if they're intending this. Like I'm probably thinking you might like, be right way too but, into but it. You know what the thing is, is if you feel that way, then like there's a way to read it that way. And I don't disagree yeah. with what you're saying. I feel like we weren't ever shown 100% of who Jack is um, yeah. earlier on. And now we are. And you know what? That's freaking great for us because before we had a character who we were like, we don't understand why he's here. He's very milk toast. He's kind of boring. And now he has more of a transformation and we'll see right yeah. with him yeah. being being out and feeling like he can express his himself hopefully yeah. fingers I'm, crossed yeah we do get to see that yeah, side I'm, of him. yeah I'm excited to see um Jack thrive yeah. um okay Jack reading his poem always brings me to tears the pain and fear in his voice kudos to Kerr's acting yeah. I love Andy so much but it does hurt me to see that Pacey seems to be more in Jack's corner. I feel like she's in denial because she can't handle worrying about Jack on top of everything else that she's been dealing with. She doesn't want him to get bullied. She wants to stay in the world where he loves Joey and he is safe. Pacey calling uh, really called Mr. Peterson out on his bullshit. He does not tolerate people messing with the people he cares about. Um, You know, she feels like it's time to report Peterson's bullying. Um, if you can't fail somebody who has be, you can't feel fail somebody who has bees or better. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacey's a failure because he has bees or better on every test and offends his friends. Like, come on, damn! For an English professor, you sure don't know how to use words properly. Mm-hmm. Spitting in Mister Peterson's face was a lot. I think he had enough of seeing people being bullied, especially people he cares yeah. about. She likes that Mr. Milo was defending Jack and Pacey. Um, So kudos to the guidance counselor. She hates the locker scene. Um, She remembers feeling very shocked that they actually showed the the language that they used. Yeah. Um, And she loves the McPhee sibling scenes. Um, Pacey automatically being worried Dawson is ashamed of him if he doesn't apologize. Ouch. Glad to see Dawson's actually being a supportive friend this episode. Pacey told it as it is, and I'm proud of him. I wish I had a Pacey when my teacher was berating me in front of class, making me cry, giving me panic attacks. I hate when Pacey and Andy fight. They both have reasons for feeling upset. I agree with Pacey. um, I agree with Andy. It wasn't fair of Pacey to throw in her face the one time she wasn't there for him when she was trying to process what he was what was going on he was a bit hostile towards her with the stuff like what do you even care about like do you even care about me stuff i understand he felt left down when he wasn't there for him but it was happening to her happening to affect her family too also he should have let someone know he felt responsible that's a big key to understanding his actions um you and she felt like the line, you just want me to clean up the mess. And there's just some messes that you just have to live with. Those words really sting. Mm-hmm. So um, that was Linda's feedback for uh, to be or not to be. 
and we have more feedback for that as the question. This is a very, I'm giving this like the space it deserves because this is mm-hmm. like extremely valuable feedback for extremely valuable and insightful episodes. Absolutely. So um, we really appreciate everyone's like really like well thought out feedback. Um, Pacey is too scared to go home because if his dad makes me sad. She's hurting mm-hmm. and you care about her. Just apologize. When did Dawson start to make sense? <laughs> like, he's great in season yeah. two. There's nothing really, like, that bad to say. Uh, grades can't be subjective. Seriously, a file a complaint against this yeah, guy already. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, an, as an art major, grades can be subjective. Um, and it sucks, um, yeah. by the by. Andy and Pacey, I love you, but quick being so stubborn. Just acknowledge you hurt each other and apologize already. Enough with you did this crap. Yes, finally, Pacey, this jerk needs to be reprimanded. Proud of Pacey for doing all the research, yes. collecting testimonials, sending it to the board, and doing something about Peterson. Um, and then, yeah, she hated the line that the that your kid's disrupting uh, your life. Like, you know, just go back to Providence. Nobody needs your bullshit. Uh, Ty, get your doofus ass out of yes. here with your duck garbage. It's not a choice. Shut your dumb mouth. Um, they want you to believe. Like, seriously, stop talking. If this guy says quack one more time, uh, then you're out of here. Uh, yeah, Ty is a doofus. He's the worst. He's a Dorcas um, McForkus or whatever the hell he said. <laughs> Dorcas McForkus. Um, so I... The, um, so later in the episode, the way Jack's speech shattered my heart into a million pieces. The fact that he felt like he had to bury and hide who he is because he didn't want to burden his family, then apologize to them like he did something wrong. The way I just wanted to crawl through the TV and hug him. Mm-hmm. I never knew I could care so much about Jack until these two episodes, especially this moment. The Dawson's Creek PR team really be earning their checks they are i'm glad that linda also said that because we completely agree with that like it really this episode made you care about jack and that's freaking great like they really really want us to care about jack now and you know what mission accomplished i do yeah i I care andy going into protective sister mode and telling their dad to beat it is everything get out of here Um, okay, so I've learned, so Pacey, this line, um, from Pacey, I've learned, sir, that I've learned, uh, that respect is not commanded through fear, it's earned through compassion. Love this quote from Pacey. Such an important lesson. Pacey didn't have to end your, uh, career, your actions did. Bye! With, like, five Y's. I love that. Bye-bye. Pacey and Andy finally quit being stubborn dummies and apologize to each other, giving me my favorite Andy quote, I realized I didn't need a knight in shining armor, what I need is a partner, someone who I can be proud to love and who is proud to love me back in spite of all my faults. It's you. You're the one, Pacey. This made me cry, by the way. One of the moments that made me cry. I cried throughout this entire episode. I really did. I yeah. sobbed hard. Big, wet tears <laughs> down my face. Um, I Linda didn't say that. That's, that's I figured. Linda might have cried. Linda probably cried, yeah. too, but that I, I could tell that yeah. was you saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, a quick throwback to the forehead kiss debate. I think forehead kisses are adorable. I love them. I think think that I like them, too. I think they're fine. Should I? I should I try? I okay. I got to be honest. I kiss my dog's foreheads endless amounts of time. Yeah. 
It's not that yeah. different. Um, why does Jack hold Joey's finger? Am I the only one that found that really awkward? So they they hold each other's yeah. hands at the end. I thought that. No, I I think it's like it's kind of strange because, but I feel like it's like an in between. I feel like he thinks that like it would be almost too intimate to like fully hold hands, but like yeah, he wants to still connect in a way. That's yeah. how I read yeah. it. They they can still be important people in each other's yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm so th- thankful the McPhees came to Cape Side. Both of their storylines are very important, especially back in the 90s. Jack's coming out and the way it was handled helped so many people feel less alone. So many people found the strength to accept their sexuality and their the bravery to come out after seeing Jack tell his yeah. family that he's gay. I appreciate that they showed his internalization of him processing his sexuality. So many people feel like they can't be gay, so that um bury that part so they bury that part of them i really feel showing that part was important to a lot of people um thank you so much uh linda i really really appreciate your feedback it's always well appreciated i appreciate everyone's feedback mm-hmm. um we heard from like uh, different voices on twitter as well you know showing excitement for this episode and um we heard from a, a couple of people um, you know, saying like this was an important episode for the show and for them. So I appreciate yeah. everybody reaching out to us. Um, no, it was it was a great um letting us know. It was it was a it was a it was a great couple of episodes in terms of like character progression and just like uh kind of like Tom said like it was a huge deal at, at the time. Um, being that this was in the in the nineties that you know this was the story that was on television. Now, of course, we nitpick it and we say you know this person's reactions probably isn't that great and and whatever and whatever. But at the time, right, 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 it, it yeah. was a huge moment. Okay. Exactly. So like we're looking through it in 2021 glasses. Yeah. I totally and completely respect that for the 90s that this was, you know, innovative, amazing. We were talking about my life, um, my so-called life, how like that was like the first like openly gay character mm-hmm. on TV. And it wasn't that far. Yeah. Before. Exactly. Um, this Dawson's Creek episode. So, you know, we were very privileged to grow up and like see the world in Jessica and I's view of being very open and yeah. like, you know, loving to all sorts of people and I have to you know really acknowledge the fact that this was a huge deal back in the 90s um and give it that grace and major props to the WB to the writers in Dawson's Creek to the directors to the cast um accepting my Emmy's speech right (laughs) now it sounds like but no like I really really like you know I really appreciate it and um you know yeah, I, I think that this was a really good episode. It was really important. I'm really excited to see like what's to come in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see Jack flourish yes. as a character. Yes. Um, shall we go fashion. a little bit more lighthearted and do some some fashion hour? We won't keep you guys too much longer. This we know this is a double yeah. header. It's a it's a big episode. Double double, double, double. double. yeah double quicks. Okay, so um, Rachel Green Award for the most nineties outfit. Um, my first nomination is Jack. Jack is wearing like this color block shirt, gray on top, two black stripes, red on the bottom. Some big medium wash baggy jeans. Um, 
This was, I think, episode 14, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. I think that my dad has this shirt. Like, this shirt is very 90s. Um, kids in high school certainly had this. It looks good. I think that Jack is probably one of the better dressed of the men on the show, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. We've highlighted it a bit. Uh, I feel like he doesn't, I don't know. I prefer his outfits a lot over Dawson's at the very least. Um, mm. But Yeah, over... Pacey's too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he has probably one of the best uh, fashion senses in the in the group. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, next up, we have Andy. Andy. Uh, this is also from episode fourteen. She is wearing like a little like uh, plaid gray skirt, a gray shirt. She's wearing like this cardigan with some floral embroidery on it, with like some white stitching. On the sides, black tights, um, her signature like preppy <laughs> skinny headband that is creating headaches to this day. Yes. What do you think about Andy's outfit? Yeah. Um. I I'm, I really am not a fan of like embroidery on sweaters. Um. And like the again very 90s as well as the t- teeny tiny headband. Um. Not something I would usually wear. Uh. I do like a mini skirt. That's very cute, but it is very like cutesy like schoolgirl. Um, yeah, but yeah, very preppy. Her, she's very preppy. Yes. Um, and then my last nomination, Joey, also from episode fourteen. Joey is wearing this like blue, uh, per- uh, like periwinkle cable net sweater that's a V neck. Underneath, she's wearing a t shirt that goes below the sweater. Layers, very layery, very nineties. Uh, she is wearing some jeans. I think she might be wearing like boat shoes or some sort of sneak hair parted in the middle straight classic like season one Joey hair um and uh she can be seen running in this outfit so it's a good running outfit yeah we are it's funny because we're like borderline 2000s here like this dark wash of a jean and it looks kind of like a lower rise like we are getting to the 2000s here um obviously the layering and everything is very 90s so I do love a dark wash denim um, I feel like I mean, no surprise here. I have to give it to Jack beyond the fact that he had a stellar two episode run here. Yeah. I do also think he kind of earns it with this 90s outfit like this sweater. Very 90s. We'd certainly see this yeah. in Boy Meets World as well. Um, So I'm going to yep. give that point to Jack. Yay, Jack. Um, Next up, we have the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. My first nomination is Jen. Uh, I think this is from episode 15. Really don't remember, but that's fine. Um, she is wearing a red turtleneck. Back to the mm-hmm. turtlenecks. Love a turtleneck. Um, her, I think it's a lighter weight um, leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Some dark pants. Um, her hair is looking a little like effortless. This nice like shoulder bag. Like, what do you think about Jen's outfit? Uh, like a nice light pink lip. Yeah, I love the idea that like ever since she's become like a producer on Dawson's film set, she's like, I got to dress the part. I got to do my turtlenecks and red leather jackets and look like I'm from New York again. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's funny. I think it's a fine outfit. I like Jen in red. I think it's a good color for her. Um, She looks like a badass with like red and black combined. Um, so yeah. it's, okay. it's a good look. Totally. Next up, we have Andy from episode 15, Dinner with Her Dad. She is wearing this like little gray dress with some black tights, a black cardigan. I feel like this is, well, actually, this kind of looks like a funeral outfit, but 
Um, I don't know. Like maybe know. like something nice to wear out. I, think, I don't think it looks like a funeral outfit. I like it. I I think it's like it's very cute. Like I I think if you take off the sweater, it looks more like you're going out to like a fancy dinner. I think like the jackety yeah, sweater they type were. thing kind of yeah, makes it look more funerally. Yeah, yeah, the black tights, but um, yeah, and and her hair is like straight um, down the middle. She has like a little barrette, but it's like not like huge. Mm -hmm. Um, So my last nomination is Dawson uh, from one of the, I think, episode 15, like his bar like like outfit so like okay so he's sitting down and it's like a a green like sweater and he's wearing like a black jacket and I'm like wait I like this vibe like I really like this from like the waist up like this green sweater he's like looking snazzy like I like the jacket is like kind of like more of like a dressier like dinner coat type of jacket I think it looks really good and then like he walks and you see that he's wearing some big baggy khakis and black shoes but like let's just pretend like it's just from like the waist up like what do you think yeah no I think if barring the khakis I think it's a great look I actually really love this look from Dawson it's the most mature look he's had um yeah I I mean I love it so much it's definitely getting my point I think that like if you and it's, it's very rare for Dawson to get fashion points from us but I think if you omit the khakis, he's always wearing a khaki, right? Like, just pretend the khakis Yeah, we exist. can't get we can't get rid of um, it. Yeah, no, I love this jacket. Actually, I think my dad has a jacket just like this as well. What's the deal with that? Um, but the, the sweater, oh, yeah. I like the color of the sweater. I think it's a very mature look, especially his hair. Doesn't look as 90s as it did last season, which also helps every look. It kind of elevates every look as well. Um, yeah, I So agree. congrats to the men this episode. Jack and Dawson killing it. And not only that, but I feel like they were two of the, the best, besides Pacey, two of the best um, characters in these yeah, episodes. Yeah, great. So. Great episodes um, um, from from all the Creek men. Yes, all the Creek men. Um, so we appreciate you all for joining us for this supersized episode of Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Um, uh, you can always reach out on social media at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. Shit90sPod at gmail.com if you'd like to send in feedback. It is always appreciated. Um, we appreciate everybody weighing in uh, on both the structure of the podcast and whether or not we should do one or two episodes. Um, thank you all for sticking with us. We know this was like a really heavy two episodes of Dawson's Creek. Um, keep, uh, keep your eyes on that podcast feed. We do have more special bonus content coming out. First up, Matilda with Latanya. Can't wait for that. We're recording that uh, this weekend. Um, so keep an, keep your eyes out for that. Um, that will be coming out July 17th. Um, yeah. Beyond that, Sarah, do you have anything else to uh, to plug before we wrap things up? Yeah, coming up, I joined my friends uh, Chance and Cameron on the Boy Meets Fever podcast and Boy Meets World Fever podcast. And B did something that was really interesting. It is a Dungeons and Dragons style game that is themed within the Boy Meets World world. So that was crazy. And um, I'm really excited. It will be on their feed Coming soon. Um, I'll yeah, like, we'll plug it when it comes out. It. Yeah. I also met another Boy Meets World podcast, uh, Tanya and Alden from the Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World podcast. Um, and they were great. So it's always nice meeting other appreciators and lovers of the Boy Meets World universe. 
Um, so check that out when it's out. I'll be sure to plug it. And I'm just excited for all of our July content. Yeah, so much coming up. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will catch you all next week for season two, episode 16 of Dawson's Creek. Have a good one, everybody. Shit 90 Shows taught me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.